What's up, Danny? Yo, what's up, Reno? Hey, Keith, what do we got this week? Crystal Mets and running amok. Let's go. Check us out on Instagram at it is all bad. And tell a friend. Yeah, and check us out on YouTube, too, where you can see us uh, live episodes, the footage. You can see us in action. Check out Reno's Fit this week. It's fire. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of It's All Bad. I'm Danny, and I'm here with... I'm Keith. And we got a very special guest. We got a first... Okay, first of all, we got a guest co-host tonight. Why, hello. Uh-huh. We got American Danny. My name AKA, is American Danny. A.K.A. Danny Metz. And we have a very <laughs> special guest... That we've, I've been wanting to get on for, I mean, it feels like years now. But it has I'm been really, a couple of years. I yeah. think we've talked about her. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I made it. Yeah. Jules Muck. Yeah, we got Jules <laughs> Muck in the house. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for coming out. Yeah, no problem. Uh, th- thanks for coming down off the uh, freeway signs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she literally just dropped off some shit on the tan and yeah, walked here. Yeah. <laughs> Through an aerosol mist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. How you doing? How you been? I've been good. I've been, you know, busy doing stuff, painting stuff. I was actually gardening today, um, you know, doing all sorts of crap. You came over to my side of town yeah. yesterday. That was cool. Yeah, that was so cool. So I felt obligated to come here today. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Don't ask him again. She got well, his ass. But every too. time, hey, and it happens every single time, because I'll be like, hey, could you come speak for me? And she's like, sure, but you're speaking for me oh, every yeah. single time. <laughs> oh, really? so great. Yeah. No, I was saying, like, I come here so rarely do I come to the east side of L.A. I more likely drive to the east coast. Wow. Like more yeah. often than coming here. I mean, I just got back from an East Coast drive like a few weeks ago. And I think it's, yeah, it's been way longer since I've come here. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for, thank you for taking the drive. It's we not appreciate a big it. deal. Yeah, I feel like I have no reason. I'm, I'm like, what am I going to do, you know? So there's, a, there's enough going on over there. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Fuck. It's What's live it? over there. Oh, yeah. The West Side? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Yeah, it's going I'm on. I'm like in the middle of crazy land. Yeah. Like, because we opened up the house and it's just like, come on, come all. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much, it's very interesting. It's very, the people like, you know, the people around are very interesting. Like I was saying, I have to alternately block numbers, you know, just to have any kind of peace in my life. But, you know, and then you unblock, see what's up. It, it's yeah. ba- your ha- old house kind of turned into a Lano club, you said. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's really fun though. I mean, it it kind of happened like organically because we had nowhere to have meetings for a while, and then, and then I was out of town. Like it'd be just the homies. Like, yeah, let's have a meeting. Oh, let's have a meeting every day since there's no other meetings. And then I would leave town on these little paint tours, and I'd come back and it'd be like fifty people. It, like being like, who are you? Like, move aside, you know. I was like, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> like, what? You're like, this is my couch. This yeah, ain't your seat. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah, I kind of left the house at that point. I don't live there anymore. But um, you know, I'm there every day. So you do you have to pay the rent though? We pass a basket and it works out. No we, shit. Yeah, we oh, also shit. started um, a nonprofit. We got the 501c3. We and a lot of the, the rad people that support, like, the art, they also will just kick us chunks of cash sometimes. And then we can, uh, 
we actually have been expanding a little bit now. Like we don't just pay for the meeting space. We um, sponsor somebody every now and then. Really? We had patient zero, then patient one. We're on to patient two. But like, you know, one at a time, like we just uh, float people for, we don't have a rehab or a sober living because I don't really want to do anything like that. But we'll like sponsor people to go to different ones. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. That's how we solve the housing crisis in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just lives in a sober Alamo yeah. club. <laughs> I don't think it can be solved. Oh, oh yeah, dude! Yeah. I just painted for that new Exodus facility. I don't know if you guys heard about it. A hundred and seventy-six bed homeless facility. The sickest hookup I've ever seen in my life. Oh, Everybody wow. gets a compartment. Everybody has room for their pets. Everybody has a cubby with a combination lock. There's couples bunks. There's you know, it's fuck. It's where is really it? Really dope. It's on Normandy and Imperial, like. Basically, the only place in L.A. that they would allow them to build this thing was behind where people go for their parole stuff. So it's right there. Oh, yeah. And it's like a college campus. It's so dialed. Down the street from the airport. It's kind of near the airport. A little bit. Imperial Highway. Yeah. Right? It's more more east, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, way more east. Yeah, Normandy's. Normandy, right? Yeah. Kind of yeah. by Vermont, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. How would you end up in uh, getting sober, Jules? Which time? (laughs) (laughs) Frequent flyer cars. No, I mean, desperation. This time around, I was in New York. I don't know, man. I always am somewhere else when I I have to be completely just distraught. And uh, I I couldn't walk or breathe this time. Like, I I got kicked out of a few ERs because I was having my dealer, like, bring shit into the ER and... They were like, well, why are your vitals going worse, not better? And I was already on a respirator, and I got, you know. Wait a minute. You were on a respirator getting loaded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't. Well, my thinking was, like, hold it. I was being What about hold it? She doesn't want to be judged. No, 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 no. It was under medical I, supervision. Yes. <laughs> and I was worried that it was just, you know, going to make me worse if I had to kick dope. So I was like, well, this is, you know, I don't want to be too fucked up. I was having an asthma attack. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now and then you know what happened i was like in the P- the pelham garden inn is where I, I bottomed out the worst pelham gardens is um a yucky it's probably all like freaking gentrified now and beautiful but at the time it was this motel in the bronx that had like mirrored ceiling and the neon around it and these dirty windows blowing out over i-95 and uh, my brother had gotten me a room and to be honest, like this sobriety, I wasn't asked out. But even with, I had at the time a loft in Brooklyn, a house in Venice, and I, I was in a position where I couldn't even get to them. So like, you know, I had been homeless before. I've been like to the depths of whatever demoralization. But this time I just couldn't make the 20 minute drive to get to my house so i was holed up in a momo you know like because i just couldn't get there and uh and couldn't walk or breathe and i knew i was about to die like i i actually called this dude that was my friend's dad he's a cardiologist and i was like so they said i lost 76 percent of my lung capacity uh why why am i not uh what do i do next you know and he's like oh you're going to expire this evening and um if you go to sleep, you're not waking up. And I guess that was how a bunch of people went out. Like, it's not really that crazy. You just go to sleep and you don't wake up, which is kind of the dream, mm-hmm. you know? And I made a choice then not to do that, though. I, I kicked. That was when I started in the Pelham Gardens. 
That was where my this journey began, and that was in 2013. Yeah, it was good. Uh, my my second day, day two, I think, of kicking, I got some Carvel ice cream, and that is like still to this day like a magical thing for me. Like I uh, I always paint those soft serves mm. because that was it. I was like, whoa, I'm like gonna live. You know, <laughs> I'm in the Bronx. I have ice cream. Like this might work out. Did they don't yeah. have Carvel here? Do they? They had one. They and did, I, right? As, as a heavy man, I know they had <laughs> one. <laughs> and you know, family from New York. It, it's like uh, it used to be on like Olympic in in like a little mall or something. They had like one Carvel. I remember the commercials and shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, they have the cakes here. They have the cakes oh, yeah. in the store. Oh, they like do? In Ralph's, yeah. you could get a Carvel Willie Ice Whaley the Whale or yeah. whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But you can't go into the shop like the Bronx. You can't just go get one serve. Yeah. So that was kind of a thing. That was a turning point for me, the Carvel. And then I remembered AA. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I could go to the <laughs> Uh, I would go for the longest time. I would go. I was doing NA at the time, but I would go to meetings like so loaded, you know. And like I'd try to drag a girlfriend. I would tell Sasha, you know, and I would tell my other ex Danny. I would be like, "Come on, we gotta go to a meeting," you know. He'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like we just picked up a bunch of dope and like we got a room over here, you know. We're like somewhere in Hollywood. We're at the Travel Lodge or like wherever, you know, the fucking whatever, like weird Tokyo fucking Tokyo Princess. Yeah, then, <laughs> not quite. Not my <laughs> uh, Royal Viking. Royal yeah. Viking. Yeah. yeah, but I'd be like. Oh, we need to go to a meeting, you know, and he'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we got dope, we got, and I was like, no, because I needed, I like, I didn't want to forget that the, there was a place for me to go, you yeah. know, I didn't want to forget that there was like, you know, and I'd fucking show up loaded, and like, you know, there would be a bunch of dudes that like had known me from when I was trying to get clean at the time, you know, like, uh, like Frank, you know, Frank Sr. was always, he would always be like, damn, look at you, he's like, look, you lost a little bit of weight, nah. you know, yeah, <laughs> but he was always like, you know, there was, a, like, Xander was a dude that was around that were always, like, so Scotty, you know, like, there was dudes, uh, all three of them were on this podcast, you know, dudes that were always, like, welcoming me back in, you know, like, dude, good to see you fucking hang out, you know. Is that when you OD'd in the tropical bathroom? That was a little, yeah, around that same era, Ooh. yeah, uh-huh. That's a burn. But that was chill because it was because it was AA, you know, and I wasn't yeah. doing AA at the time, so yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. Who found yeah. you in the bathroom? The first time was my friend Silk, who's kind of the reason that I got sober that I never really talked about before. He's a he's a tagger, you know, who's like a yeah, he's a dude that like I've known since I was fifteen. That I met him and he was like a male model, you know, and uh, he got me into star shoes for the first time, and like he would, like all the girls would follow him around, you know, and he got strung out like shortly after that, and has been on the streets for. About 20 years now. Yeah, he's literally homeless, right? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. had two kids, you know, while on the street with two different baby mamas, you know? Homeless ones? Yeah. Now they're not homeless. They got the, I think the kid ain't homeless, you know, but like they yeah. would have the kids and then their mom would take them in and, the, and he's like, you know, and he just fucking loves that life too much. And he's like, dude, he's, I mean, he's like one of my favorite taggers to this day, you know, because he just like, he'll, it don't matter what it is. He'll get up with it, you know, but uh, one, the first time it was him and I, and we had stopped in there and he was like, come on, we got to get to your house. And I was like, I just got to get one in like just one real quick. And, uh, and he kicked the door in and he kicked the door in and Narcan me, you know, at fucking the first time. And, but there wasn't a meeting going on. It was like evening time. That was at tropical. And then the second time it was just me solo. And I was taking the, the, I didn't, I didn't drive until I was so like, you know, I mean, I drove, but it wasn't like, I didn't have a license until I got sober this time. And, uh, and so I would take the bus, you know, and I'd walk up to Parkman and Sunset and I would take the number two bus or the four to downtown. And I'd walk over like a few blocks over to fucking San Julian pick up and I'd ride back. Or I had a dude like kind of a little, you know, Broadway used to be able to get dope. So I'd get it there and, uh, and I'd come back and, uh, 
And I would, but I, like I, my best thinking was like, I'm just going to pop in to the trout. Like I'm going to pop in and just get a little high. Cause then I'm well, and I don't have to share as much with everybody else, you know, or I could like skimp who's ever bag I got, you know? And, uh, and I pop in there and I got, I was like, I'm just going to get a little high, you know, just a little high. It was morning time. I would leave, like, I would try to go first thing in the morning. Cause I didn't want to go at night when the sun wasn't out. Like I had a whole thing, you know, like, yeah. I wouldn't, I knew like you, you didn't want to fucking dress like a mark, you know? So like, I would always wear like oversized clothes and I would, I would, I would somebody taught me that if you have change in your pocket, then you're not a, then, and they hear the change yeah. rattling, then they know that you're from down there, you know, <laughs> you, when you're coughing on Skid Row. No so I always have like a bunch of change. Yeah. Cause you're walking and you hear the rattle and then they're not trying to rob you. Cause you're fucking, you're from the street, you know, like the streets don't rob. That's the all you got is yeah. change. Uh-huh. You know? They rob everybody else, you know, and I would like have, you know, so I'd, I'd go down there and I'm coming back and I was like, I'm just going to get a little high. And I came into the cafe tropical bathroom. It was, I think a meeting probably just got out like the 7am got out. Cause I would be like, I'd be like, this is perfect. Cause you could always bum a cig off of an AA fool, you know, like, or an NA for like, they'll always give you a cigarette, you know, it's great. And I came in there and I was like, I'm just going to get a little high, just a little high. Like, you know, I don't even know if I was, uh, I might've just started shooting up at that time. And next thing I know, like, I'm on a stretcher and I'm being pulled out of, through a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, and a morning meeting, like an 8 30, 9 o'clock meeting, you know? People are like on their way, they're like on their way to work. You know, they're like yeah. getting one in before they go to get their day started. But you're getting one in before. Yeah, I'm getting you get one in before started. I'm getting my day started. <laughs> and they're like, too. oh, cool. This, yeah. is <laughs> this is like a living share right yeah. now. You know what I mean? And the beautiful thing is, I wasn't ever kicked out of like, you know, like I wasn't ever kicked out of AA. I wasn't ever kicked out of, you know, I wasn't ever kicked out of the Cafe Tropical, you know? Donato, the, the guy that owned it, you know, rest in peace. He came up to me like the next time he saw me, and he was like, "Danny, you can come to the meeting." He goes, "You can come to the cafe, but please don't come to the bathroom." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to do that at the Venice House. There's some people that we were like, "Okay, don't let this guy inside. Like he's gonna die really? in the bathroom." Yeah, and now they're sober. You know, some yeah. of these kids that mm -hmm. were like, they had to earn their stripes to go in the house because we have the meetings in the yard. Oh, so okay. it'd be like, okay. Let's not let him in the bathroom alone because he looked like Danny, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there was certain things that played out, like people there'd be blood splatter, and then you're like, okay, maybe not this guy, keep him out. Yeah. But that, then they slowly like earn their stripes, and they're sweeping the yard, and they're staying sober, and they got like a little more trust. I mean, for the most part, it's just open for everybody. But there's just been I have so much paranoia about that whole scenario because mm. people have OD'd in the house even I mean more so before the meetings actually like when it was the hangout spot mm -hmm. and um didn't die thank god but like ambulances and all that chaos is uh yeah, yeah is freaky mm -hmm. and the neighbors are you already have it fucking you know they're like look we told you so yeah, yeah. well that's the thing no one has done it since knock on wood since we started doing the meetings that's why oh, we have yeah. the meetings that's smart, you know yeah. that's kind of that's kind of brave to have like a hangout spot in a meeting place in venice because it is off the chain over there. Well, that, or it yeah. was. I don't know how it is now. But. That was why we did it. Like, I, I'm like, so I, I see people trying their best to, like, do whatever they can down there. And I'm like, I, I mean, to me, it became pretty clear what the problem was. You know, I was like, these fools are high as shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of being high as shit, when did you, where did your journey into getting high as shit begin? Oh, where did, where it, start? did it begin? Yeah. Oh, uh, Keith's like, where, let's see, where did, where did it end? Yeah, where did it start? Let's take it back. Dude, like, I used to party, right, with whatever was around, and, um, 
And I was, I, I was kind of like a scumbag before I knew what a scumbag was. I was very filthy. I was known as muck from a little age, like dirty little kid. And isolated a lot and did drugs by myself a lot and like drank by myself a lot. And then... I started to find out there was other people. Like the 90s were a thing. Like being a loser was cool all of a sudden. Not taking a shower was acceptable. I was celebrated for wearing the same clothes. <laughs> I became like Covered it kind of just grew yeah. up around me. This Dreadlocks were really popular yeah. in the 90s. It was like whatever happened, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you look like you didn't care, you were actually looked like you had your shit together. You were on top. So that was uh, that kind of just grew up around me, and I. Um, you know, I embraced that fully because everyone was always asking me for drugs. And I started doing that whole thing. Just move. I think it was funny because the first thing I started selling was um, I sold hemp necklaces. So, that, <laughs> you know, and I had a hippie garb that I would don because I had a I had a Chelsea. So I had a shaved head with the fringe, but I would wear a hippie uh, wig. I would wear fake dreads, actually, oh, <laughs> and yeah. like hippie clothes. <laughs> I had yeah. a whole getup because at this point, I had found myself on Mill Avenue in in Arizona, and that was my shtick. It was like, I'm a cute hippie chick. Give me money, and you know, like, and that worked. <laughs> and then I take that money and parlay it into glow sticks because you could get quite a lot of. Then I had another outfit, and I would hit that scene with the glow sticks. And glow sticks, you make money really fast, right? Because you're flipping them for like five dollars a pop mm. and you buy them for like 10 cents and then it, it became obvious that the only step after glow sticks would be narcotics and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and my, really i started with ass i like to move a lot of acid so i did that for a long time and then someone was like your drinking's really a problem you should try this heroin and it did cure my alcoholism for a while so yeah, I mean, I was big. I was drinking to the point of like alcohol poisoning a lot, and we were moving a lot of acid, and we were making crack tablets, which I feel that I invented, but other people say maybe they did. Wait, but, what's uh, that? What's a uh... crack tablets? Is crack made in a shot glass in a, a whole row of them in a microwave? tablet form. Oh, tell what? me more. Wait, well, I swore that I would never release this, though. I don't, <laughs> I don't actually remember what we did, but it was like pinches of random shit with cocaine. And I always we, feel like I'm missing out yeah. on things, you know? You nuke it for a minute. Danny's all licking his chops. Yeah. Wow. So I, you know, that was just one of the many inventive things that I got involved with. But, you know, it was... Um, yeah, it was that that kind of, uh, that was when things were good, right? Mm -hmm. I was like very having a good time. I, for me, like the minute the heroin came into it, I was like, oh, this is what they mean by getting high. Mm -hmm. I get it now. Because the, the co everything else, I was like, okay, functioning, yes, no problem. Like, I'm still miserable, though. And then finally released from myself. And uh, yeah, that you know, like they say, like I felt it. And I've never felt it like the first time ever again. I remember I was in some building up in the uh, top of some big stairwell, and I vomited down the center of the stairwell yeah. so that it hit every <laughs> stair. Right. Oh, the feeling. It was amazing. So cool. I was like, I've marked everything in this entire <laughs> every floor. And you know the feeling. Yeah. Like when you're puking on dope, there's nothing better. Mm -hmm. But um that's your first that was your first that time. That was my first time someone hit me wow. with that. And it was totally to stop my my stupid drinking. Some way oh, oh sorry yeah. Jules. Somebody literally said your drinking's out of control. You should try heroin. Yes. 
I, I will name her because I would like to hear from her. Liz Reeves. Uh, yeah. Please come forward if you're still alive. Was that in Arizona? That was in Arizona, but she's from Jersey, and I caught up with her there years later, and now I don't know where she is. But she was awesome. And honestly, she probably did save my life because heroin made life a little bit more comfortable for me for a period of time. And, uh, and you know, not that I would recommend it because it was a bitch to let go of. And to this day, haunts me. Isn't that would be easy. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no. And she told me that, too. She was like, I'll do it, but you're going to think about this every day for the rest of your life. Okay, so maybe she didn't suggest it. Maybe I was like, hey, let's do this. Yeah. Give me that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so it happened, and that was, I was sold. And I didn't, this was before Requiem for a Dream, before Train Spotting. I had no idea about what happens after you do it for a while i just mm -hmm. did it every day mm -hmm. i did it every day because we had it every day and i was selling acid and doing it and then one day we got busted and uh well they got busted the building that i was selling shit out of we were all doing our weird manson family shit out of got busted and they were being two of the kids were being let out in handcuffs laughing hysterically you know they were so fucked up and i was like i'm going to the airport right now <laughs> and i went to the airport and i was tripping face and and i just was like you know i got on that plane with a handful of something someone was like this will relax you and um worst flight of my life so it turned out that i found out what kicking heroin was i found out that what they gave me was muscle relaxers and i could barely move even though i was kicking heroin while tripping on an airplane and the poor guy next to me man on that, I was not in first class. You know, like, I was like tripping so hard and trying to put the pill in my mouth and it's like mushed up and, and I need to get to the bathroom and I'm like pulling myself down the seats and I landed in New York and I, I, thankfully my parents took me in. I stayed in their basement for six months and that was my first crack at sobriety at 17. If I'd have known about AA or anybody else having this issue, I would have been there because I was like, can't do that. Can't ever do any of that shit again. Gotta stay in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> right. Stay in the fucking basement. Yeah. I was done. That was it for me, you know? And then someone mailed me some acid. Like, <laughs> you know? And I really, I always thought, and to this day, like, I don't really want to talk to anyone who hasn't dropped enough acid, you know? But at that time, I really didn't think that was an issue. I was like, fucking psychedelics are the freedom. You know, this is the thing. We need to, like, dose the president. This is how we're going to set the country and the world free. And uh, I never thought of them as the culprit of anything. I thought, uh, you know, I kind of tried to divide drugs. Like, heroin's bad. Meth is bad. Cocaine's probably bad. Everything else? <laughs> ecstasy? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. What bad ever happened on ecstasy? You know, what bad? Acid? Beer? Weed? Come on. I love acid. It's the yeah. only drug that never gets... I've never had a bad trip. Well, I took one later in life. Yeah. Not so cool. Really? Not cool with all my freaking baggage. Interesting. No, I was, yeah, I found, um, I found a bunch of acid in the sobriety too, and I didn't take it. Found it where? I found it in my art storage. Like it had been sitting there? It, it was in early sobriety, and it was one that I had already accused. It was mine, but I had already accused people of stealing. <laughs> you know, like, you fucking took my shit, you know? And I found it hidden away. I remember because it was the day of an art show, and I was like, oh, obviously I should dose everyone at this show, but I didn't. I called my sponsor, and I was like, I found a bunch of acid. I don't know what to do. My sponsor showed up, and we're like, what do we do? I don't want to drive anywhere with it. And she put it in a puddle. 
It was like sheets. She put it in a puddle. She's stamping yeah. on it. And I was like, what if a dog comes by and licks this puddle? <laughs> <laughs> that dog Honestly. will see the future. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any good acid stories? Oh, so many. So, <laughs> dude, so I moved a lot of acid. I used to walk around. I would cut sheets up to look like Mickey Mouse heads and just walk around chewing them. But my favorite is one time I, I heard about this window pane they had in Ohio. And I love to travel like to get the good shit. So I took a road trip. Actually, I was also chasing someone who stole our tank of nitrous. But, <laughs> but I heard that once we got there, we could also get this window pane. So we got all this window pane. We got our tank of nitrous, too. And um, we started driving back to, I think I was in Arizona at the time. And we're driving through maybe Kansas. We're driving through Kansas, that one that takes forever and is really boring. And um, we're getting pulled over. So I eat the shit. I'm like, we got to seed it. I'm just eating it all. Like, we're going to get searched. It's Kansas. They're probably like the middle of the country people. And we look like freaks and ate all the shit. The cop comes up to the window. He's like, um, there's, a, there's a twister coming right behind you. So you need to keep driving as fast as possible. And if the twister catches up to you, you need to dip into the shoulder. All right? And I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was that trip, and um, it was a twister. Like, the twister never caught us, but I was the only one still awake by the time we got to Colorado, so I was driving. <laughs> like, well, you're awake, you're on all that acid, wow. you know? So, yeah, I woke up. I had to wake everybody else up. Somewhere in Colorado, I had lost the highway in a blizzard. It is snow everywhere. No more road. And I don't know. I think I was in a field or something, and, and just I just had to wake everyone and be like, you guys... I don't know where the road went, you know, and that was just that was one of my that was one of my good times. <laughs> That's a great good one. bad yeah. times. Losing you know? a whole highway. Yeah, I lost the highway. <laughs> Did you ever have a bad trip, Danny, or all good ones? Uh, yeah, actually, we were in um, uh, Kachuma Lake. You know where that is? It's like right above Solvang. Oh yeah, it's like uh, uh, some national forest up there, and me and my friends decided to just go on this weird camping. Actually, I've never been on a. I've never been camping. I mean, other than being homeless and sleeping outside, but but like actually like camping in like like a tent in the woods because the the only time I've ever tried, we all got some acid, and we bought like five cases of beer for like two days. I mean, it's just a lot of fucking beer, and so we're in. We set up our tents and we're drinking, and then we all start taking the acid, and within like an hour the park rangers show up and cart us all. We're all underage and they make a, and we start kind of peak, like we're, it's starting to kick in. So the, the rangers are there with the big, the, the jelly stone fucking hats, you yeah. know, staring at us. And we start like kind of peeking and they make us pour every single beer out one by one. And they kick us out of the park. Luckily they didn't arrest us. They kick us out of the park and we're driving down, and it's this long, windy highway through a canyon. And I'm sitting on the passenger side and just imagine seeing like a lake of fire, like our car going over the cliff and us burning to death. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like going through this whole thing, you know? And then we end up in Solvang, and I open up the door and I see all these people dressed like Dutch people. And I start freaking out and I just jumped in the backseat of the car and stay, they all left and had like a great time. I was cur curled in a fetal position in the back. No way. Of 
a Jeep Cherokee for like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> just having the worst nightmare. And just like psychedelics, I'm like too self-conscious for any of that shit. I mean, maybe I have to work some shit out, but it makes me think of everything I've ever said to anyone all at once. So like just like this ongoing fe- like wave of fear. That's what weed shit. does to me. Yeah, weed does it to me. Acid did it to me that time. I mean, I've had some good times on acid, but that that was the last time I did it, and I could not handle it. And I just, I I, I can't I can't deal with it. That's why I, I love doing drugs that aren't that like regular street drugs like crack or nice calm or shit yeah. <laughs> like like opiates or pills because that shit just turns it all off you know what i mean like like acid and weed and shrooms like i don't want to talk to what's on going on in here like i don't i don't want the answers you know what i mean i want to turn the fucker off you know <laughs> that did that did get me to my first aa meeting though and a yeah. bad trip like oh, I, really? had, I had a really bad trip in ob I was doing the like urban camping thing down there, and um, what's yeah. OB? Ocean Beach. Ocean uh, Beach. Yeah, San Diego? yeah. Huh? San yeah, Diego? San Diego. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, you know, I don't know what I was doing. I thought it was the great American dream, you know. And one day I'd write a novel about it, and I was so cool. And it was kind of around the time when you know who was more homeless was winning. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a bad trip that was bad enough that I was like, wait a minute. This homeless thing isn't very good at all. Like, this is horrible. This is really bad. And I'm talking to this guy with like a pulsing neck of uh, head vein. You know, I was concentrating oh, a lot. Yeah. And, and it was like the middle of the night, and all the homies had passed out because I took everybody's acid. So <laughs> I was awake and um, crawled, tried to crawl up. You know, and I don't know if you've been down there, but they have bonfires on the beach, mm. on Dog Beach. Yeah. I tried to like slyly get next to somebody's bonfire and they were like welcome sister bear so freaky man oh, no. yeah i went i i bottomed out the next day i called him i was like what do i do i have a i'm, I'm homeless i actually ruined my life i have a drug problem i don't know what happened <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh they told me to go to aa and I went to the first meeting of my life, which was out there on Ocean Beach. So cool. It's Saturday night, 8 o'clock. I just found out it still happens. It's now at 9 o'clock. On the beach? Though. Yeah, the bonfire meeting. It used to be, when the first time I went, maybe I'm just like imagining it, because when I went back, it was not like this, but there was a weenie roast, and everybody was hugging, and it was a big crew, and like... I, I was like, wow, these people, like, they like each other. And they care about this guy who got a year and, like, this, this is happening. And and uh, and I was really impressed. I didn't talk to anybody. You know, I was kind of, like, observing the situation. And I didn't stay sober. I stayed sober five days as a homeless, like, junkie on Ocean Beach. You know, begging for change on Newport. Painting, you know, with a starving artist sign. I had the greatest, most productive five days of my life, though. Really? I was making more cash than everybody. All my friends were mad. They were like, you just got a $20 kick down. We're not going to get booze? And I was like, no, I'm sober. You know? <laughs> and then, like, you know, people would just give me joints and I would hand them off. And I was kind of like pink clouding. But day five, I got in this RV to go up to Humboldt and someone had acid. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, you know, 1960s RV. Someone's playing the doors, and I'm going to paint the whole thing, like, trippy. I'm going to have to take the acid. <laughs> so I ended up homeless in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, 
Do you have any good Adderall stories? I know you do. Fuck, man. I did not know that I wasn't sober. <laughs> that was my good story. I was taking my Adderall to go speak at a meeting and tell everyone how to do it right, you know? Yeah. I was, it, was cra- it got crazy. At the Venice house that's now sober was my Adderall treatment center. So basically, <laughs> everyone that's coming awesome. off meth came to the yard, and I would take them down to Santa Ana to see Dr. Whoever the fuck, and, uh, and I'd tell them what to do. We all got scripts. We all got Adderall, and I would, we called it vitamin A. And I would pass out vitamin A, and we sanded cars. We did body work. That was my wow. shtick. Like, no way. I used to Whoa. say my, my sandpaper addiction far exceeded the cost. <laughs> it was like a $400 yeah. a week yeah, sandpaper yeah. addiction. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we were bondoing. The fine grit. You know, you yeah. know yeah. we did. Because uh, someone showed me how you can pop dents by drilling oh, yeah. them and pulling them the out. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Pop, pop, pop. You know, and then we had to bondo and sand, do it again and again and again. We'd strip every car down to nothing. You know, like, let's take all the paint off and then <laughs> yeah. start over. Yeah. You know? I remember this guy, Tony, this like heavy metal guy I knew in high school. Like when I got into the meth, it's, I remember he lived like in this neighborhood. Like I had to, you had to go past his house <laughs> to get to where I was living, and my my friends. But I'd see him, and he had this El Camino out there, and it was like every night he, you know, he'd be out there in the day. Sometimes he'd be sleeping, but mostly it was like he had he'd have lights on it at night, and he was just doing exactly what you're saying, dent pulling and like sanding, bonding. But it went on for like over a year, the same car. Yeah, it's funny whether you're like smoking speed or shooting speed or snorting speed or taking it as prescribed by a doctor. You're still doing a bunch of stupid shit, taking apart, <laughs> taking apart a bunch of fucked up things, you know, and not being able to put them back together. Yeah. You know what else I did? We had a we had a shop at I don't know if you know the Love Shack in Venice. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. So I rented a space at the Love Shack. He had a store on the side, and uh, we sold garbage that we would collect from the alleys. So we, you know, who doesn't drive around collecting trash when they're tweaking? So we'd (laughs) we'd collect all these items. And I had so many items, like different things, like truck shells that didn't fit my truck and all sorts of (laughs) stuff in the yard. So we took them over to the Love Shack and uh, and Udi rented me this place. And we'd have... um, We'd sell everyone their crap back in Venice. No way. But yeah, dude, we had the junk shop. And uh, then my partner, Thomas, started just stealing people's shit, though, so that we'd have better shit to sell them. And that became kind of (laughs) obviously a problem. Oh man, that was like my dream. Was I was I got really good at dumpster diving? Not because I had to, because I wanted to. Because when you're doing enough meth, you're like, I'm gonna fucking find treasure. You know, like I'm gonna find it. And it was a weird time. So I was living in Silver Lake and there was this thing. And I like came to find out about this later because we would be like walking down the street and you would see somebody's like entire life like poured out and thrown out like everywhere, you know, and it would just be like, like, like the, like the landlords would have like some vices just pulling it all out onto the street, you know, and it's like cool looking stuff, you know, and we'd always be like, oh, we're going to find gold or we're going to find something, you know, we never did. But like. I found like an autographed Go Go's poster, and I was like, "There is God. There is a God." You know, I was like, "That was like that was pretty cool." You yeah. Know? There's like, always usually a wig yeah. in that pile. Oh, yeah, like some sort of wig. I was a big you know? wig. I'll show you my wig photos. I was a big wig guy. I don't think you know. Loved it. Yeah. I would wear wigs to go bum cigarettes outside of the AA meeting because I was like, "I'm gonna. They're gonna get hip to what I'm doing." You know, I'm like in full on meth psychosis, so I'm gonna wear like a a three XL fucking New York Rangers jersey with a black long like metal wig you know like to go bum smoke like motherfuckers care about me that much you know yeah. but uh 
but so we would go and find all this stuff and i'd have this like you know like i still have like weird screenshots that like were in the cloud somewhere where it's like me looking up these books i would find and you know and it was like we would find this like cool trash stuff you know and we try i would like the plan was to sell it you know but i basically just became a fucking hoarder you know i never sold any of it, any of it ever i had one dealer right here down the street persian ben that was kind of like if there was anything that you could prove to him had a value he would give you drugs for it and not like a teener for a car you know he would give you like like a portion of what it was worth you know but uh what we came to find out was like what was going on in silver lake at the time was there was all these people that were like kind of later and like on the later end dying from aids you know like oh, they were like yeah. like and this is not that long ago this is in the last like 10 years you know and when they would die what the landlords would do they would be like we don't want to catch whatever the fuck they had so they would take all their shit and put it out on, on the street, you know? Really? And that's where, yeah. So we'd find like cool, weird vintage clothes and records and stuff. But then I realized, I was like, man, like one time we were walking by and we saw this like, you know, basically I just started breaking into people's garages because I was like, if there's cool shit outside, you know, that's being through like what's inside the fucking, you know? Yeah, we had one garage that like we fucking need. And it was like really cool stuff in there too. <laughs> no, I... Um, um, Fuck, you reminded me of something. I was like, there was this girl I knew who was, I think it was Dave, telling Dave about this the other night, but she was like this, like, really pretty, like, modely type girl. She was like one of these pirate radio girls in the 90s or whatever. And, but she became a full tweaker, but she had the schedule, like, of, she lived in Glendora, right? Which is whatever, 20 miles east of here. But, like, she knew, like, whatever, like, the Palisades trash day is Thursday. So she'd go up there Wednesday night. The so-and-so, but, and it's not like they, you would be shocked at some of the shit they found because a lot of it was like, you know, somebody's grandparents would die or whatever. And they would just think, oh, I'm going to throw all this costume jewelry away. I, I remember these two um, girls, this couple one time found like a, a, like a four carat diamond ring. Like they were, they put them in the newspaper for it. But like the, those people had schedules to dumpster dive all around LA. You know, I always thought like I got into that too when I was when I was getting loaded and I always thought I was going to find something cool and the only cool thing I ever found was like 14 ninja stars. <laughs> That's, That's fucking cool. cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like I found and I would find like weird weird like microphones and stuff like that yeah. that I would just pawn, but I never found anything like that was like worth any real money, you know? Yeah. Because it's like that 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 shit will tell you like you're gonna find like a lottery ticket in here, yeah, you know? and you're gonna you're gonna live forever, yeah, you know? <laughs> shit like that, you know. But I had a you know happen. I had a man I had a friend who you might know he's a you know he's a tagger fucked you know that dude Ricky he was a uh, he was walking and he called me one day and he goes hey he's like can I come by and pick up a teener you know whatever everybody knows he does drugs you know like he's still fucking high as shit but he's like hey can I come by and get a teener and I was like sure and he comes over and he's like hey you have two ounces and I was like. You just left the overpass, you know, which is like an after hours. For those of you that don't know, place, it's like an yeah. after hours that was two blocks away from my house. And I was like, how do you go from a fucking teener to two ounces? And I was like, there's something up. Like, you know, he's fucking, he's trying to get one. Like, you know, he's either trying to rob me or like he's trying to fucking, yeah, he's trying to set me up. You know, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, dude, I just kicked this shoebox and I opened it up and it had like fucking all this money in it, you know? And I was like, this ain't real, you know? $17,000 cash in a shoebox in an alley between a two block fucking radius. No way. From the overpass to Occidental and Marathon. So, like, literally two blocks. Somebody's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's dead because oh, of that. That's like yeah. some yeah. shit where somebody was high and left it on top of the car. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. I bet you anything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But in a shoebox, that's drug money. 
Yeah. No, I'm saying yeah, it's probably I, I, drug I, I, money, but sure. I'm saying somebody. It yeah, sounds like, uh-huh. like I remember. You remember there was this um, Smashing Pumpkins video, the one where they're like riding all the stars and all that shit, but they shot it, and some PA was taking the shit to Chem Lab, and left the film on top of the car and drove off. It was never found. Really? Oh, like wow. a whole day's worth of film. Yeah. yeah. They had to reshoot Ooh, the whole fucking thing. Fuck. Damn. That uh, I got a. Uh, wow. Um, it reminded me, I don't know if I've told this story before or not, but there was another, there's one good dumpster dive that I had one good one, you know, and Sasha might've told it. We might've told it on the episode where my ex fiance came on and she's sober now, whatever. But, uh, this was like towards the very end of our relationship and us, you know, and like, I'd already given up on like looking for cool stuff in the trash and like, but that was where we're like, we, when we fell in love, that was our thing that we would do. We would go and like, look for stuff, you know, that we were like, and create, like she started like bleaching shirts with like cool designs on them. Like long before it was all cool and hip like it is now, you know, but she would like do cool shit. And I like, I really, you know, she would do like, she would spray it on like a fucking, uh, on like a chain link fence, like spray bleach and then press a shirt on it. So it would be like the chain link, well, like shit like that. But like before, you know, we were just on a lot of amphetamines when we were doing this basically, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I had progressed to being like, man, fuck that. I got to like break into, like, I'm going to find a house for us to sleep in tonight. Cause we don't have enough to get the dope and the room. And like, you know, we ain't getting a room if we don't got the dope. Cause that's not going to work out. So we would get the dope and then I'd be like, we're just going to go look for a house with the forensic sign in it like walk around or like maybe I'll find a car that's open and we can sleep in the car until the sun whatever like that thing and she would be like babe I'm gonna find something cool in this tra-. and I'd be like you're never gonna find anything worth anything in the fucking trash you know and she's like digging and digging and um and I'm like walking and this is kind of by like Alexis's house you know like kind of by whatever I'm not gonna say what area it is because whatever you know whatever but this is like <laughs> like Los Feliz area you know and uh she was kind of um in that neighborhood, I'm, like, trying to find, like, I remember I found a house where I thought that it was empty, and I was, like, oh, cool, and the door, like, the door was open, and they had a for rent sign, like, a West Side rental sign up, and I walked in, and a light came on, and some I was, like, in somebody's house, you know? No way. Yeah. And I, like, uh, ran back, and I can't find her. She's not answering the phone, and finally, bam, I run into her, and she was, like, hey, babe, I found this in the trash can, you know? And I was, like, what did you find? And it's a wallet, you know, and it's like a wallet that's got like money in it, like $200 cash, you know, and a bunch of cards, like a bunch of like good cards, you know, and it's like a white boy ID that like is close enough to me where I could fucking pass it off. You know, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is we you just fucking you just hit the jackpot, you know, and like we went and, like we were doing a lot of like art projects at the time, you know, so like right away we went to Blick in the morning and we like cashed out two shopping carts full of everything we want, you know, like. We went and did whatever we like, you know, but, uh, and then we went and, uh, um, like we, w- oh, we took our drug dealer at the time, this kid that like that Eli and Nick Angelo and all of them knew this kid, Noah, rest in peace. He, we took him to go, um, we took him shopping for our supplies and like weird clothes and shit. Cause he like, liked like kimonos and like, weird. <laughs> that's all he wore, you know? And uh, so we went and bought him a bunch of shit and he, he paid us in drugs and we were like, dude, we're fucking good. Like, you know, like a lot, like we were like, we still had some cash left over to get a room. We had stuff like we had a bunch of art supplies and weird stuff to wear and like drugs. Like we were good, you know, weird stuff. To yeah. Wear. <laughs> but we hadn't eaten in days, yeah. you know, and I was and he lived right up the street from Silver Lake Ramen. Did I have I ever told this? So he lives right up the street from Silver Lake Ramen and we go and uh and like we, and I was like, hey, I'll take you out to dinner, you know, to the drug dealer, you know. We're like tweaking, you know. We're not, we probably didn't eat for months, you know. And I was, but I was like always, I liked like still going and like eating. Like I wasn't like a, I'm gonna eat a fucking Big Mac and be good. Like I still like to eat like somewhat good food. And if I was able to, I'm gonna do it, you know. So I was like, here, we're gonna take you to fucking uh, Silver Lake Ramen. It just opened, you know. And 
And uh, and we get the food and we're eating. And I was like, oh, I, like I just finished. And I was like, I'm gonna go get a shot in in the bathroom. And I left. Uh, and I left Sasha the card. And I was like, here, just pay for it. And I go into the bathroom and I kind of hear something out going on, like something going on outside, you know. And I'm like, man, I've just been up for too long. Like, ain't nothing really happening. And I come outside and she goes, hey, uh, they need to see the ID for the card, which like. Nobody, like and nobody, now. not in the history of like, nobody ever asked to see an ID for like, you know, like what the fuck are you talking about? But it's close enough to me where I could pull this shit off, you know? So I'm like, fuck it. I got the ID, you know? So I come, I was like, yeah, I flagged this, the server over and I come over and I'm like, yeah, here's the ID for the thing, you know? And I put it out and I put it on the little tray that has a card in it. And the fucking, the guy, I don't remember if it was a guy or a lady goes, ha ah, I knew it and grab it out of my hand, the whole wallet, you know? And I was like, what the fuck knew what, you know? And they're like, this is the owner's wallet no. that he lost. Fuck. Yeah. Damn, of all the places. Of all the fucking places. No way. How the fuck is it that we get the wallet with the credit and then take it back? We could have gone anywhere, any fucking where in this fucking city, you know? And we end up at the motherfucker's fucking spot. Do they call the cops or not? Oh, yeah. The cops are already on their way. And we had like one credit card left that was separate, you know? The wallet's gone at this point. We're fucked, you know? We run outside and... Uh, and Noah's like, you guys aren't coming back to my house. You're so burnt. You can't. And I was like, call a cab right now to your fucking house. He was like, you're not coming into my house. Fuck that. I'm not getting arrested. You know, and I literally like fucking hailed down a cab, jumped in. And like we went to, I, I forget where we were. I think maybe we got a room at the Olive, you know, like that was my best yeah. thing. Yeah. Another block away from yeah. me. Like we took a cab to the <laughs> Olive and like get out all night. Yeah. Dude, you do you sure. know there's a, there's like a, a hol- it's basically like a holiday in New Haven, Connecticut, where the whole town dumpster dives. No Wait, way. Yeah, dude. They they it's the end of semester for the Yale kids. They put all the dumpsters oh, outside. Yeah. They throw away everything, like laptops, cards that are unopened, with oh, money yeah. inside. Yeah. Brand new clothes, all the shit. That's like, at UCLA. That was a thing at UCLA really? too. Yeah, yeah, during the summer you'd go up there and you'd get a bike. No way. Because people just leave their shit, you know, like the they all have money, you know, so they're just like, oh, we're, we can't take this back to the East Coast or wherever the hell it's they're international from. students, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, they just leave their bicycle and you would just get a free bike from, you know. But you'll see everybody, like these ladies crawling in the... Everyone goes. Yeah. That's amazing. New Haven, Dumps, yeah. Dumpster day. Yeah, yeah dumpster totally. day. Yeah. Yeah. I, remember, uh, I remember coming to NA and one of the coolest stories I heard was like a dude talking about, he's like, you know, he's like, I had... He goes, I had five years clean and the I still had the line on my chest, you know? And I was like, what's he talking about? And like, he pulled up his shirt. He goes, you know that line from when you're fucking hanging over the dumpster fucking <laughs> and your feet are hanging over, you know? He's like, I had for five years clean. I still, you could see the mark from where I dumpster dived every single day. And I was like, man, this guy is cool. You know? just hopped in it though. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, actually, I got a question for you. Um. So like when you finally got clean, did you feel like because you're an artist? Did it feel like uh, you you lost something when you were doing your art, or uh, was it? Um, did you still have that? Did you still have that creative drive, or did it was did it affect you it, in the, any way? I think there's a transition, and and my transition was awkward. Like it, it was just uncomfortable, and yeah, I made a lot of bad shit my first yeah. year. I was just not very functional, and it, and I wasn't able to to really. Yeah, I, I sucked. Like, and none of my ideas were hitting, and, yeah. and I couldn't make a living. And, and I tried to get a day job. But that's when I found out that not as not am I too good for a day job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually not good enough for a day <laughs> job. <laughs> <laughs> I found so, that out too. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
then I just suffered until it got better. And uh, yeah, I, but it did definitely finally get better. But it—I was fried. I—I my—I my, couldn't think of stuff. And that's unfortunately, this sobriety came at the heels of a sobriety that got me some like acclaim. So by the time I was getting sober, people were making. It was the, my first year. A bunch of people made documentaries with me. Oh it. shit! And I was a mess. And all the stuff I was doing was whack. And all everything. The only thing I could talk about was heroin. I was like, heroin, 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 heroin. <laughs> you know, it was like no, no art. Like that yeah. was just obsessive. And, uh, but it got better, you know, and, and now I think it's way, way better. But I do, I gotta say, I'm kind of glad that I had that. The 10 years that I was really a junkie, I supported my habit with art, which yeah. made oh, me. Oh, really? freaking flexible like i did a little bit of the drug dealing when i was younger but like as soon as i could paint for people i would you know and and lady pink taught me like to paint like these murals for restaurants and stuff and i would do copies of everybody's stuff i copied every painting in this a to z of fine art i would sit on the met because i lived in new york right and i would get the cigar boxes from little italy and I would copy paintings onto them and sit on the steps of the Met. That's $50 a box. $50 a little wooden box. I, I mean, and I would make bank. And, and a lot of this, the jobs that I got, painting diners and stuff, and paint, painting all sorts of shit that I was not into. Because I was started as a graffiti artist. I started painting letters. And Pink got me to paint. Lady Pink got me to paint stuff. But as soon as I figured out that you could paint anything you want to paint if you look at it, I uh, hoed my shit out. You know, what are you, whatever you want, buddy, I'll paint it, you know, give me money. And, um, and it made me super flexible. So I never became like, oh, I only paint, you know, j French landscapes or, you know, so it's very, it's not like as classy or cool as some artists. And, and I kind of sweat some of the artists that have a style, but like I became super flexible. And, uh, and it got me to the point like, where I could paint anything. And thankfully I got out of it without dying from the drugs, but uh, now it still works for me. Like I just painted for, um, Charles Arnaldi is a old school like abstract artist. And uh, all those kind of paintings that shaped mid-century modern, like the yeah. squares, the first person to be like, let's just fill this whole canvas with shapes. Um, I just painted his studio and I replicated all his paintings with spray paint on the outside of his studio. And this is, the guy's still alive, you know? So yeah. he's coming out and bopping and looking at me and he was like, whoa, like you're doing it right. Cause what my brother, my little brother, who's an accountant, like everyone in my family used to tell me, <laughs> he used to tell me, you're just a glorified copy machine. So yeah. <laughs> like pretty much yeah. and it's yeah. working for me, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. That's so amazing. that's what I got to do this weekend, which was super cool. But you know, I still paint a lot of stuff off my head, but I really like the idea of being able to to do whatever. And I think that's where that's where drugs took me. I'm willing to do whatever it takes, you know? Mm. And nothing else in my life got me that that I would be like, Oh, I only know how to write muck and I can't even do this. And I, I like know. when her when I Jules' friends a few years ago went missing, and Jules did a giant bomb that said, "Annie, are you okay?" Remember that? Oh, oh that yeah, wasn't me. I remember that. No. Oh no, you did no, that. No, that was my. Uh, that was Lazy, and um, what's his name? Lazy was with Thrashbird, and they did that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It was your friend though, Annie. Right? I know Annie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. And they found her. her. I think she surfaced right after yeah. that too. Oh, okay. Yeah, Annie Priest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. tattooed Annie a bunch too. She's rad. She's cool. She's yeah. a great artist. 
Is she? Yeah, she's cool. Dude, Jules throws down. I mean, I've never seen anybody fucking go like, like, can paint anything, anyone, anywhere. Like, it don't matter what the fucking surface is. It don't matter what, like, the, you know, like. And with fucking spray paint. Oh, yeah. I think that's the thing is, like, as soon as you know you can, like, as soon as you believe you can, like, you're doing it. And the, the, I just didn't think I could for the longest. I'd be like, no, I only know like M-U-C-K. Uh, and I hear little kids doing that too. You know, like all the little graph kids are like, oh no, I only do letters. I'm like, dude, you do it. You could do whatever the hell you mm -hmm. want to do. You know, just go do it. And, um, and that's like the more things you do. And dude, when I was on Adderall, I was painting like 10 paintings a day. No like, way. <laughs> like a See? printer. Yeah. Like oil paintings. 10 wow. oil paintings no. a day. Yes. No problem. Yeah. And uh, wow. yeah, man. Would you be up all night and shit? Oh, yeah. For days. Days. They gave us this spot on Abbot Kinney. It's now mountain. Like this. It's next to Robert Downey. He was stopping them from building. So there was a teardown building that the guys from Jelena owned. And they let us just use it as an art studio for a while. And it never slept, man. It was like before, I guess we had any kind of, no one cared. We were there. And they wanted us to make a ruckus because they were trying to get their permits down. He wouldn't let them build and, uh, or whoever. He was right next door. So he was blocking at some other neighbor. And we got to just sit in there and paint. Like it, it had like no roof. So when it rained, it would rain in there. But I was up for days on end just painting, popping Adderall and Red Bull. I became a Red Bull athlete that year, actually. <laughs> Yes, I, was, I got to paint one of their things. Yeah, That's dude. Cool. Yeah, wow. I mean, from just staying awake long enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I painted so many paintings, and these were like oil paintings. What's the longest you've ever stayed awake? God, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think I had a five-day max. I think yeah. five days was it. And then I would go. Pier Cafe used to have this little cup of mac and cheese that would put me out. It was better than a Xanax. Like I would fucking. And my five-day run with a thing of mac and cheese, and it was so heavy, it just slumped me right down. Really? Yeah. That was always it. It's like time for the mac and cheese, you know? And, and you wouldn't it. eat for the five days? Or you would still be eating throughout? Red Bull. Does that count? You know, the, uh, the taurine was really the uh -huh. nutrient yeah. I was going yeah. for. Yeah. Sugar-free Red Bull, that's the jam yeah. right there. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. fuck with it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. It's you fuck with that back. stuff? Every once in a while, but yeah. I'm more of like a coffee in the morning. Yeah. yeah, dude, I, I, that, that stuff kind of jacks my heart up. Like I'm just like, uh, too what much. What about Redline? Oh, What's I, that? oh, let me mm, tell you, I have some tour good. stories on Redline. Oh, like I was touring. Um, I forgot. I was driving like a van of merch. I forgot. Who, I think it was for like Nicki Minaj or something with my buddy Lou, and we had these long drives. Like from we drove from. Uh, vancouver to minneapolis and and the whole time i mean i was drinking those red lines and it was just it was turning me into a monster i was just i i could like i was slurring my speech it was and i would drink like because i was driving and he would he would vend so they hired me to drive so i was the driver and it was it, it was between that and those little five hour energy shots i the the dashboard Looks so gnarly. It was just all five-hour energy and red line bottles, you know? <laughs> Dude, that's the closest I came to a, to a relapse, I think, was I pounded a bunch of red lines at a job site, and, and like maybe only three red lines in a row in, and my back started spasming. No. Yeah! Wow. I was like, oh, my God! Oh, no. And on the table was a packed bowl. 
And I was like, oh, man, I really just yeah. need to chill right yeah. now. I might actually have a heart attack if I don't hit yeah. that bowl. It tastes like yeah. cough, like kind of like like cough oh, syrup, like a little stuff. like a little watery, more watery, like cough Red syrup. Line? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, you remind me of something Minneapolis. I don't know if told you, my, my old sponsee, Tommy, he was like, because he got busted with like 50 pounds of finished meth. He was making an Orange County like in 2006 or something. But I was like, you know, it's super hard to get a veteran, right? And I was like, where the fuck are you getting? He goes, huh, Canada. And I go, how the fuck are you getting? Because he had, I mean, a shitload of it. Like, and they had barrels of it. And a motherfucker was kayaking, taking <laughs> wow. it in a kayak from Canada to Minneapolis. Oh, or wow. To Minnesota. Yeah, somewhere. Minnesota. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. A kayak. <laughs> Running <laughs> Kayaking with a barrel of ephedrine. Yeah. <laughs> Sudafed. How crazy yeah, is that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Not that crazy. Not that <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Any length. It worked, right? Yeah. I've only tried Redline once. I was sober. I was... Uh, well, they took us on like a camping trip to San Ysidro. We went like like surf camping, you know. And there was this kid, Bradley <laughs> Albert, rest in peace. He, uh, and it was like me, like we had such a weird like. This is at CRLA. I only went to rehab once, and it was like CRLA, you know. So that was like my whole experience with it. Uh, and they took us, you know, they took us camping, and like they, we would learn how to surf in the morning or whatever, you know. But it like it was fun. And at night, with like me and this kid Bradley, we were like, hey, we're gonna go around and. We're going to meet chicks like in the woods, you know, it's pitch black at a fucking campsite, you know, but like, and then like, uh, and then we would read 86 to 88 every morning, you know, and we were like, all right, we can't like, we can't like pray for our own selfish ends, you know? So we would be like, he'd be like, Hey, check it out. I found a loophole. Like, I'm going to pray for you to get some bitches. And then you pray for me to get some bitches. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> You know, so we would like pray for each other to like go and meet some girls in the woods, you know, and we got like, we went to the, like, we went to like, a, we stopped at a gas station and like when the tech wasn't looking, we bought a bunch of red lines, you know, we're like, all right, this is cool, you know, and we like drank one and then someone's like, but you got to drink two if you really want them to hit, you know, so we drank one and then we took one with us. Like when we went, we were just like literally go walking around all the campsites because we'd been praying for each other to go like meet some girls to hook up with in the woods at 30 days sober, you know, and, uh. So we got about as far from our fucking campsite as we possibly could, and we chugged the second one. And we like we just ate a bunch of like weird fucking hot dogs and burgers or whatever. And it's like my stomach just goes, you know. I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta get to a bathroom fucking quick. And it's like, yeah. And I take like three fucking steps, and I just fucking shit myself, you know. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Did you meet any girls then? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> then all of a sudden, over this hill, this, yeah. the Swedish bikini team arrives. You know, <laughs> yeah, we did not meet any girls. Yeah, so. uh, we did, but we did not pray for our own selfish ends either. <laughs> oh my god! Have you ever smoked PCP, Jules? I don't know. We called it wet. Is it the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah dipped stuff. Yeah. Um, there was um, okay. There was uh, another. There was a bar in Manhattan on a half sunken ship. I forget the name of sub. I forget what it was called. But you went in there and they had all this shit floating in jars Whoa. and people. You weren't supposed to crack them open, but I believe people dipped in those. Mm. But um, people would always be passing around dip blunts, and I mean, for me, like 
Wait a second. They had just pe- bottles of PCP they had, floating around. They had your shit table? in formaldehyde oh, on oh, display. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there was that, but I don't remember exactly how that came into play for me. I mostly would just hit other people's shit. Oh, uh, yeah. But that was a bar in New York. You just reminded me of that. And uh, it was very cool. It was like rusted boat stuck in the mud really? on the West Side Highway. Yeah. Fuck. That's yeah, wild. it was a cool spot. But yeah, I mean, why would you not dip anything? Yeah, yeah. There? yeah. Right. <laughs> it seems to make perfect sense. But yeah, I mean, wow. in the graph scene in New York, it was always a thing. And, it was, and right? And you would become a ninja and be able mm-hmm. to do anything and yeah. have someone hold you like upside down over the West Side Highway. And, you know, dude, there was this guy, Godfuck. Um, and and he, he was, um, he wrote the best, most loved, and most hated word in the English language and put it together. And he was so gnarly, dude. Nobody would tag on churches in the Bronx. Like it was a thing, you know, you know, because everyone had a grandma or something. You know, like, don't tag on the church. Godfuck only tag. He would always tag yeah. the doors no of way. the churches. Yeah. So he was the guy I let hang me by my ankles over the West Side Highway. And it occurred to me whilst upside down that he had no regard for human life whatsoever, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? But, but yeah, you did all, that was, I think, how people got on the heavens. Like, they just yeah. had to be out of their mind. And you hear that all the time. Like, the people that do the, you know, they're just fucking blitzed. So, I don't know. I smoked so much of it. It was crazy. I, I smoked tell. a lot of PCP. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you like it, Danny? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it, I liked it. Be, you know, it didn't make me feel... Like a lot of people, like you know, the invincible or anything. It kind of just turned me into a gorilla. Really? Like, I, yeah, I was just stuck on a couch when I did it. I, oh. I mean, I, 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 it's always you know, a cholo. He's like, here, here's like a joint, and we smoked it with you know. I thought I was just smoking weed, and then he's like, ah, oh, I dipped it, and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> like, what is this? And I, I remember this one time. I had smoked it and we're walking actually through Venice and I walked past all these sprinklers going off and I had, I had like a full on Jufro at the time. So it's like kind of like long hair and it, my hair got all wet and I was, I was, it started kicking in like immediately. And I remember I sat down and I thought like my brain was dripping through my ear, you know, and I, I started like kind of freaking out. And then like a cop st- like, rolled by like a Pacific Division LAPD cop just looked at me and he probably just was like who's this fucking freak you know but it, it was not it was I didn't like it at all I mean yeah. I, but that didn't stop me from doing it a bunch you know <laughs> what I mean like, yeah. like like any chance I got after that I was like yeah let's try this out again you know yeah it was always like that it was like with coke it was like that for me i hated coke yeah. and i would always end up in this like psychosis of like laps around manhattan yeah to see like yeah. the guy on 23rd go all the way down keep walking keep doing coke like and i hated yeah. it i'd be like well you know i should just get a little more to get rid of it well i have a toothache mm-hmm. so i'll get it for my tooth but i don't want to buy a little so i'll buy you know a lot because it's a better deal mm-hmm. and then get rid of it by doing it mm-hmm. I like you see those dudes like downtown, like getting gas, like looking everywhere, and they're just getting like a little. They're, they're getting like a dollar's worth of gas. They're too yeah. paranoid. They take <laughs> off driving. Yeah. <laughs> that was me in uh in smoking heroin. I would be like, I'm not gonna shoot it, but I have a toothache, so if I'm I'm gonna smoke a little bit off on foil, and I'm gonna swoosh it around my mouth, like the the smoke, and then that'll get rid of the toothache, you know. Oh, and dude. that time, I don't I don't know how many times that like literally like 
stone cold fucking sober, I get a toothache, you know? And it's like, I'm, I'm, I know the solution to this, you know? I, no, I told you the solution. Remember when you had that toothache and I told you, I, every thought it was crazy, I go crush an aspirin directly on the mm-hmm. tooth and it works. Yeah, that goody stuff, that's what that is. They crushed up aspirin powder. But I totally did the, I'm going to just eat heroin yeah. for my <laughs> tooth. Really? <laughs> that does nothing, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to relapse. I'm going to eat heroin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. when Dr. Najee was like, eat a fucking, he was like, eat a Advil and a Tylenol. You yes. know, and I was like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, you just ripped fucking half of my fucking face out. You know, what the fuck are you mean? Like, you know, a, a, like, what the, on what planet is this going to work? And you know what? It, it works. fucking works. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, a Tylenol and an Advil. You'd be like two and two. If it really hurts, you take two and two. And it fucking works. You Dude, know? I had to take Advil when I was on heroin for toothaches. Wow, like, yeah. it just works. It takes yeah. it, the swelling down. Yeah, you know, it's weird. Yeah. It's like the um, like the Vicodin and all that stuff. It never really takes the pain away. It, like, puts it in the corner. And, like, you kind of know it's still there, but it just dulls it a, li- a little bit. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, for me, it just doesn't, like, I mean... I still t- take handfuls of that stuff, but you know, well, it gets you high, so you're yeah, here, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. But like the pain is still there, but at least I'm high. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's pain, smoking yeah. cigarettes and drinking beverages. Yeah. <laughs> drinking red line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice cold red line. You know. They made it illegal, right? Like it ain't around no more. I've seen it around. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I think it's legal. I mean. Yeah, it's a wild world. Uh-huh. They made Sparks illegal. Did you oh, ever yeah. drink Sparks? I remember that shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember people almost protesting when they made it illegal. Yeah, that was not cool. Yeah, Sparks was yeah. fucked up. Sparks was, uh, <laughs> alcohol Only Americans, right? <laughs> <laughs> Protest over uh, <laughs> Sparks <laughs> being illegal. <laughs> I got in a Sparks drinking contest in Portland, Oregon. No way. And I drank six of them. Mm. And on my like last sip of my six, I just pro- exorcist style projectile vomited all over the party. <laughs> no way. Yeah, like it was like a super soaker coming out of my mouth. <laughs> that stuff was disgusting. So you won. I did. I think a guy actually drank like twelve. Wow. And I mean, they. I think he had some permanent damage. Oh, after course, that. yeah. Seriously? You know? Yeah, I think he drank like a twelve pack of those like the, the tall cans. They were like, I think they were like sixteen ounces or something like that. And it was like heavy alcohol and even more. It was like a lot of alcohol. In an energy drink. Yeah, and like 300 milligrams of caffeine per can. So you're drinking, you know, like two, three, four. And then like, and they would sponsor all these parties, like beauty, like beauty bar, free sparks everywhere. Every art show. And now, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were like big. They were big into the arts and culture. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty gnarly. Like, I mean, that stuff. And then like. Like four loco, like all yeah. that that stuff. I, I never to, drank a four loco. Yeah, I can't remember. I remember the people talking about. I think it was it, after man. my time. But you know, yeah. I was kind of oh, yeah. jealous though. Like during COVID, I was kind of jealous of all that white claw stuff. I was like, man, I could have right. really partied with that. And we just had La Croix. Yeah, yeah, we had La Croix. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I have a yeah. friend that's sober that like was like, fuck it, I can't. Th- that is sober, you know. And she was like, fuck it, I need to know what this shit tastes like. And she's like. I fucking took a sip and I fucking spit it out and I called my sponsor and I was like, hey, I just drank a... Fu-. I, like, I didn't drink it, but I tasted the motherfucker, you know, and her sponsor really? was like, yeah. She's like, did I relapse? She's like, 
no, you didn't fucking relapse. You're just an idiot. And hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it was like Zima. It's like Zima. I remember Zima. Yeah. That was like, it's the same thing as that. Just People put those motherfuckers away, though. Those yeah. White Claw drinkers. Yeah. Like, it's not like yeah. they're drinking a few. They're drinking every every time you see them, they have a bunch. They got like four boxes. Yeah. yeah. As they should. But like, the saying does go, ain't no laws when you're drinking <laughs> claws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some white girl driving a convertible fucking BMW. Ain't no lies when you're drinking. It's cars. definitely, it's definitely <laughs> probably really big in like Simi Valley. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, it's a, and it's weird because now they got everything. Like, you know, they, they, like I almost drink a like I would. There's a little taco place right here up the street that I fuck with, and then they got like you buy, um, you pay for a soda and then you go grab it out of the fridge, and they have like, like Mexico, Topo Chico, and then, like something else, you know. And I went to go grab a Topo Chico and there was like one on the bottom shelf and one on the top shelf. And I, I was like, whatever, I'm, I'm, you know, my, my, I'm, a, I'm a tall guy. So I immediately go for the top one. I grab it and I look and I was like, oh, this is a weird label. And thank God I read it because it was like hard fucking seltzer oh, Topo shit. Chico. Yeah. They got all of them now. There's a yeah. lot of like weird, like, like this, like, I mean, that looks like a beer. That, yeah. Like that's that liquid, thing. that's their whole liquid thing, death or whatever. So like, so you can be at a party and you're drinking water, but you don't look like a lame because you're drinking yeah. water. You're drinking. You so, look cool because you're drinking a tall liquid death. Yeah. You know, it's like I like. I was it me and you and uh, did we go to the NA convention a couple of years ago yeah. in Burbank? I was and, at that one. Yeah, yeah and dude, the dudes with those energy drinks and vape oh, pens oh dude the, oh, the yeah. robot penis uh-huh. that yeah. they like suck down you know it's like it's like huge oh the yeah. boxes yeah yeah. yeah yeah it's got like a digital like yeah. readout on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh thank god I never it's got like LED yeah, lights yeah, like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. got the score of the raider game on the side of it <laughs> I did fuck with one of those G pens though during a relapse. What's that? That's where you vape the wax. Because mm. we were going to drive through Texas, and someone was like, "Don't bring any flour," you know, because I was smoking weed. Because I got mm. off my psych meds. Because I quit the Adderall, and I was going to be sober, but not fully sober. So I was going to smoke weed, and um, and that's where the G pen came in. The G pen. So yeah, that at that time they would yeah they had these little pens and you would get the wax and you would put it at you know, wax is mm-hmm. yeah. like yeah. a freaking narcotic. Yeah, oh stuff. wax is a big oh time of narcotic. God. Yeah. So we were like dumb and dumber driving cross country, like ending up going in the wrong direction for three hours, like immediately mixed up which wax was day wax. There's daytime wax, oh. no and way. nighttime wax. <laughs> Are you serious? Sediva it's and like, indica. Like, yeah, yeah don't fucking quill. take the day. Di- yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the difference? between sativa and indica one makes you more sleepy i think oh okay yeah but i didn't find out the difference i just got lost in the u.s with <laughs> it. yeah it was a mess dude and uh and those little pens you're supposed to vape them i guess but if you break the screen off them you're just smoking it because oh. it hits the it oh, hits the, oh yeah the there's a little coil in there that's so yeah. it heats up the coil so we're like this doesn't hit very yeah. well break it and then and it hits like, it's like fucking the, the weed world is like Star Trek now. Oh, oh, there's so much shit going on in there, and then like the stuff that gets packaged now too is like it doesn't. It looks like it's, it's like very passably normal product packaging. So yeah. you're kind of like, it's oh, like this is the isn't Apple weed. Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Apple Store. Yeah. Totally. 
Yeah, that Med Men place. There's so one in Hollywood. There's a bunch of them, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a few of them, right? Yeah, Med yeah. Men, cookies, all of them. You know, it's all this. They're very yeah, polished. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I so think cool. it looks. I think like, could you imagine if heroin, like, you know, if they were like, hey, we're gonna go, you know, and like if they did that, like, I don't know, it kind of lost its edge for me when it, when shit went like that legal, that corporate, and fucking all, like. I don't, you know, like, I don't know. I, when I, when they stopped getting mad at me for, like, smoking weed in a smoking area at a nightclub, it was no longer cool for me to smoke weed, you know? Like, I wanted yeah, to get Yeah, it's trouble. definitely not, like, a rebellious You didn't thing. like yeah. weed, did you? No, I mean, I the, on one of the episodes, I told the story of me, you know, with the my incident with the gun taking it all apart because oh, I was right. all high. And, yeah. That's uh, I mean... Like I said, it just makes me a little too introspective. And I don't, I didn't know like what the sativa or the indica yeah. was. It, to me, I mean, growing up, you're just like scoring it in the yeah. park. You know, it's just mm-hmm. so it's green, yeah. it's got stems, it's got seeds. You roll it up, you smoke it, and you get hungry later. <laughs> Do you remember them? Like the heavy metal dudes were such pros. Remember that? They'd be taking the butt apart and they're like, tap a record out like it's uh, fucking yeah, like a, yeah, a black yeah. sabbath record yeah, they tap yeah. it and the seeds come rolling out yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure, yeah. i was like D. yeah yeah uh, i remember like uh i mean when i was going to high school at the venice skill center over there i mean weed was like the venice the weeds the shit you know everyone's smoking weed in the 90s and um kids would it was like when blunts like first kind of got super popular in LA, you know, because of the rap music, like people smoking blunts from the East Coast. Because when yeah. I was a kid, that was mainly an East Coast thing, yeah. blunts. We yeah. all smoked joints and pipes and shit like that here, bongs, you know. There's a blunt tobacco and weed mix. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a, basically, it's a, it's like a, a cigar. You know, oh, you, a you, cigar you split leaf. a yeah. you, uh-huh, you yeah. split a cigar over. You di- you ditch the tobacco. Yeah, from yeah. inside, so they'll oh. see it on the ground, like outside wherever you yeah. was doing that little chunk. Yeah. Of so like, of I remember like these dudes were rapping about like Garcia Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like the that was like the primo blunt roll. Mm-hmm. And these kids, man, we'd be like right there off of the alley in rows. You know, we'd be in the back of the apartment buildings in like a car park, and these dudes would split it open, like. Take out all the tobacco, put weed in there, and then rewrap it with like the green yeah. leaf. Yeah. They would unra- unwrap yeah. it and then rewrap it, and it was like it was a technique. Yeah. You had to you had to yeah. wet it down, peel it off, uh-huh. split it. Like it was like sculpture. Fill yeah. it, rewrap. Yeah, it yeah. You wow. get vanilla yeah. Dutches was like my thing. I yeah. always had a box of vanilla Dutches and my shitty ass like brick weed that you'd have to break apart. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, dry, yeah. crusty. Yeah, but no, I mean, like, I would smoke it when I was a kid. And then I think something must have happened when I, because I smoked it a lot when I was a kid, just being around Me it too. Got crazy. people. But, it got crazy. But yeah, maybe it got like the higher, the concentration, because when I tried it when I was like a fully grown adult in my 30s, it fucked me up. Yeah. Me like, too. like, like, it gave me some bad anxiety and yeah. all this. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. When I first smoked, like after, like I told you, I had the relapse with the pills, and then I was like, off the pills. I the first time I hit, I took one hit of a joint, and I was like melted to the bed. Like I was supposed to help someone move or something. Yeah, and I was like, dude, yeah. I, I can't even get up. Like, I yeah. don't know what happened. It yeah. was so strong then. I don't know, maybe because I hadn't smoked it, but also I think it's just better now. Yeah, it's like a lot more potent with the. The, the last time I smoked weed, I guess would have been like ninety. I, I. I I mean, I say I quit smoking weed at 15. I mean, I would smoke it, you know, literally once a year yeah, or something. Yeah. Somebody would have, and every fucking time I regretted it. But 
towards the right before I got sober, I remember like you know I was so that the the snorting the speed had fucked my nerves up so bad. I was like, so I, like some dude who sold weed, I started like trading him crank for weed and smoking it, you know, trying to, it didn't do anything, but, you know, trying to calm myself down, mm-hmm. you know, trying to counterbalance it, but it didn't work. I had, when I first discovered, when I was first snorting speed, I was living in my mom's house. I was tagging a lot. I was like, my mom, my dad just split and we moved to Miracle Mile. And we were like right where that big five is off of Wilshire and San Vicente. Oh, yeah. We had a little yeah. spot right behind yeah, there on yeah, Orange yeah. and, uh, and we had a garage, and I didn't want him like. And I, all I wanted to do was like snort fucking speed, and smoke weed, and fucking get a black book, and just go tag on shit, you know. Like all like you know, I didn't need to sleep anymore, you know. And like, and my shit was getting like you know, like when you first try speed, and you're the best you've ever been at everything you've ever done, you know. That was like me and fucking like that was me and tagging. It was like my hand styles got a million times better. I'm the best. Like I'm the best fucking writer that there's ever that has ever lived you know in the world like fuck everybody you know that came before me this is like this is it you know and uh and i would but like i would want to like smoke weed and all i would want to do is like sit there you know and like i there was you could still like we were just going like rack a bunch of fucking graph supplies and uh and i would just like come home in at night like because i still lived with you know like i lived there and i didn't want to get kicked out yet you know like i, I cared about that so at night i'll be like oh i'm just like i'm gonna just smoke weed and uh, I'm gonna smoke weed, and then I'm gonna like practice in my black book. And then when I like, so then when daytime comes and I go to school or whatever shit they think I'm fucking doing, you know, then I'm gonna, I could go and I could write, you know, and I could do my fucking thing. And I remember like going to like, you know, and I remember I went into the garage and I had this little fucking bong, you know, and I went to go like hit the, um, and I went and I went to go hit the bong, and uh, and I hit it, and like next thing I know, I like look around and I'm laying on the floor, you know, and I like blacked out, like you know, and uh. And I was like, that was weird. Like, what what happened? You know, like, and I was like, well, fuck. Like, all right. Like, I don't know. And I took a little, I took like a little hit again and I was fine, you know. And then like a few nights later I went and like, you know, and I, and like once again, I'm like fucking spracked out on fucking speed. Like, and it was like, this was like good, like really good speed, you know, that we were getting at the time. And, uh, and I fucking take a big bong rip. And I think maybe it was like, cause I was like trying to ghost it cause I wanted to get as high as I could, you know? And like next thing I know, like I take a bong rip and I would like lay and I would fucking wake up and I'm looking at the fucking ceiling laying in the garage. And I was like, oh fuck, this is weird. Like something's going on. Like this don't, you know? I should have just taken that as a fucking sign, you know? Like <laughs> well, that maybe I shouldn't, you know, be doing that or whatever. I, <laughs> I mean, but- we never listen to those never. Songs, or like never. heed those yeah. warnings or anything, especially when you're young, man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I see, I meet a lot of kids or people who get sober, super young. And I, I think that's super commendable because that, that wasn't happening for me. Even when I was 26, I didn't, you know, and I went to my first meeting. Dude, I remember the warnings. They used to put these warnings up about the bad dope that was mm-hmm. around, like in, in the park or something. They'd put like, watch out for this. They'd be like, where? We got to find that stamp. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the good shit. You know, yeah. the warning was yeah. the label. That uh-huh. was the selling point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it, that's pretty crazy, though, because, I mean, you grew up in New York City before, like, the whole, I, I imagine like before the Giuliani, you know. Well, be, it happened while I was there. there. Broken windows, there. his yeah, whole thing. Yeah. yeah, that was happening. But it was a he wild He was cracking place. down. That's when, I mean, it got crazier, I think, because people started going to jail for fucking graffiti and stuff. Like, oh, long yeah. time. Yeah, Years yeah, in jail. Yeah, yeah. Rikers Island, like, for a year. It was crazy when he started doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when, like, 
I remember when GK got busted, you know, that was like, when that happened, it was like, whoa, like dudes are going, like shit got real, you know, like yeah. shit got fucking, it was like, damn, dudes are going down for, you know, and, and the judge, like, like I, I'll never forget, you know, like the judge that, um, um, the judge that sentenced him. Do you remember this or no? The, they, uh, they I, re- yeah. I, I kind of vaguely yeah. remember this. They story. asked him, they were, cause he gave, uh, um, he gave GK three years, you know, and it was like whatever when he came back, but that same day he gave, uh, I don't remember if it was a child molester or some type of sexual predator, and he gave him a year sentence. And when asked oh, yeah. when yeah. asked about it, the judge on public record, like you can fucking go read about this. It was in like the newspaper, or whatever. He was like, you know, the the sexual predator has one victim as opposed to the the vandal that has the thousands that have to see what he does on their way to work every day. Yes, bullshit. Oh, it's so That's stupid. That's so yeah. fucking crazy. Was that in L.A.? Yeah. Damn, I didn't think they prosecuted like that in L.A. Oh, yeah. They oh, seem yeah. to put a lot more money into the well, buff here. Yeah. When I oh, was, yeah. like, when I was, I remember when I was like, I think it might have been junior high or maybe my first year of high school is when it became, it went from, because L.A., I mean, this town was covered in graffiti when I was a little kid. It was everywhere. And then, like, when I hit junior high or maybe high school, they had turned it from a misdemeanor to a felony. Yeah. So people were doing getting, like, like county time and stuff like that. And the, the gang members didn't like the graffiti writers. And there was a whole thing with that. So then, like what you said, they did put a lot of money into buffing out graffiti. Yeah. But as of late, I think, like, I noticed during COVID, like, it's back. It's oh, like, yeah. it's oh, like, yeah. like people are, oh, yeah. well, the that shit, is, ev- too. shit is Crazy. everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there weren't people on the streets. That's why, I mean, yeah. that's the real thing between, uh, the, about broken windows and why it was a bullshit theory. Like it wasn't about like, oh, shit looks bad. So there's more crime. It's like, it's always like there's these, um, Smile South Central does this. They encourage artists to come paint on the street. Mm-hmm. And there's another program in Newark, I forget the name, where they have artists paint, graph artists, whoever wants to spray paint, paint the boarded up windows. on. Yeah. Because their theory is like the more art on the street, the more people on the street, the less crime. And there's less crime on the street with more people on the street than more cops on the street. Absolutely. Because people yeah. aren't trying to fuck around. There's like a bunch of yeah. people here, yeah. you know, like they're yeah. not trying to do anything weird. So, mm. but just like I mean, all over this country, just like, uh, like, like what you said with like GK and then the child molester. It's like even like drug offense. You know what I mean? Giving like a child molester like even like two years, and then giving some dude who gets caught with like a little piece of crack or you know some speed or something like seven years. Mm. You know what I mean? It's pretty nuts. The yeah, way I mean, I just my theory with what I see with the legal system is just whoever has more money is getting Absolutely. out, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, how yeah. it worked for me. Like, whenever for sure. I had somebody to float me, like I've only ever been arrested for graffiti, and uh, not that I didn't have drugs on me, but I didn't let them get found. Oh, okay. But um, I uh, I was able to thank God, like fight shit down yeah if you have a lawyer that yeah. helps a lot yeah you know? i did try to represent myself one time because that like, go excuse for me it. i need to speak <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, like, they're am, not letting yeah. me talk yeah you're like i object <laughs> and then it's like this is the pledge of allegiance you know? <laughs> uh i i did that once too i think maybe the first case i had yeah. and uh and i was trying to sound all smart you know i actually i got busted with uh with my homie nico we were we were on a bunch of like uh, we were staying with our friend in Santa Monica and my friend that lived in Venice 
had a bunch of uh and like he had a bunch of uh ecstasy and i had a bunch of cocaine and i was like if we make it to him we could trade the cocaine for the ecstasy you know it'll be tight and like by the time we got down there he was with some fool that i had beef with so we were like about to throw down like right on the like right on the fucking boardwalk you know and this is like early thousands you know like you know like it was like we would have been we would have gone down quick you know like we look at each other and like he was with my homie and and he had turned out that my friend wasn't the one that had fucking uh the ecstasy that this fool that i had beef with like just dumb graph beef you know yeah. he wrote def k and i wrote you know i wrote decaf and like he i like i was like man this fool jocked my shit you know so we were about to throw down and he goes wait you're the fool that's got the blow and i was like yeah and i was like wait you're the fool that's got the fucking ecstasy and he was like yeah and i was like all right, let's just like let's just do this deal. Let's trade and whatever, and then we'll figure. And then we'll like next time we'll come. We'll we'll circle back to this, you know. And uh, and like we didn't throw down, but then on our way back we were um, we had a scribe with us, and we were like scribing, like we were scribing, and maybe glad like it was right when Glass Edge first hit the scene. Oh you yeah, know? and we were walking down back from Venice to like 18th and Wilshire. And just like, you know, we're fucking zannied out. We'd been drinking. Now we got like, we're, we got the ecstasy in us and it's just starting to kick in. You know, we're like doing cocaine and, uh, and we're just like scribing everything and glad and etching, you know, like we were like the first ones that had the etch on the fucking, you know, on the scene. Like nobody, like one dude had it. He brought it down from the bay. We traded him. We had a spot where we could steal streaks and we traded him our streak spot for the etch that he had for a two liter bottle, Sprite bottle full of etch and, uh. And we're walking and we're writing and we're walking and we're writing and uh, this fucking cop pulls up and he goes, hey, you you guys just vandalized blah, blah, blah. I don't actually I don't remember how the cop where the cop came from or how we got busted, you know, but basically there was this couple that saw us writing and they followed us and wrote down the address of every single spot that we fucking <gasps> caught. Every single spot, the address, the sign, the this, what the that. What do they that. call that dry snitching? right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's snitch. That, that's just that's snitch right. snitching, yeah. yeah. And they were like, hey, we saw a witness in court. Like, what? Oh, we got nothing. Oh, they went to the cops. Yeah, dry, they dry snitching's that shit. Like, yeah. where are you coming from? Jules' house? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we get arrested, you know, and uh, Nico was 17 at the time, and I just turned 18, and it was like, we got this crazy felony, and it was like, these crazy charges, because they had every, and then they were like throwing other shit in there that we didn't do, but how the, we can't argue, you know, this is a witness that like, we got caught with the shit, you know, like, we can't argue with the fucking witness, you know, and we get this attorney that was like, he got, it was like his, he was like, yo, my grandpa's got this guy that like represent, that used to represent the Rat Pack, you know? And we were like, oh, hell yeah, that's what I want, you know? Like he was like, we're, cause, we're, you know, in our heads, we're like these big <laughs> time fucking, guy. you know? Yeah. The guy's like a thousand years old. Dude, literally. <laughs> so the guy shows up, you know, we give him all this money that we had, you know? Like I, I pay like seven grand. That's all the money that I had to my name, you know? And Nico pulls up with like three, we, it was like $10,000 retainer. He shows up. And this dude is like literally 80 years old, you know? And I didn't think about that. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is bad, you know? And he would like be falling asleep at in court, you know? Like literally would just be like falling asleep. He would always have dandruff all over his fucking suits, you know? It was so bad. He would approach the bench, you know? And he'd be like, your honor, here, I got a few things to say to you, you know? And he would like walk straight and the, the, the judge would be like, sir, you are not allowed to speak to me in private while court is in session. He'd be like, no, no, don't worry about it. You know, like, here, I got like, I got to have a few words with you. And she's like, get the, like, sir, stand back. So finally I was like, yo, fuck this dude. You know, like, fuck, like, we're, he's going to get, he's going to get us to jail before we get ourselves to fucking jail, <laughs> you know? And, uh, 
And of course, I got to like, you know, so now it's like I fired, you know, Nico's like, what's wrong with you? That's our lawyer. I was like, fuck you. Fuck the lawyer. You're 17. Like, you're good. You know, like I got fucking 17 felonies hanging over my fucking head right now. I'm like, this is not looking too hot for me with the dude literally like fucking drooling on himself, falling asleep. I'd like to be tried separately. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm now I'm representing myself 18 years old, you know, like it's like. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a cholo. I'm like 18, you know, so I'm dressed in like oversized clothes for court. You know, the whole fucking nine. And, uh, court, and I, court date hair? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what that is, right? Uh-huh. It's just all wet with water. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, I still yeah. do my hair to this yeah. day. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, all right. And, uh, like, you know, and I'm like, all right, sound smart. Sound smart. Sound smart. Like, you don't want to get caught slipping like with the judge thinking, you know. So I come up and I'm like. All right, your royal highness. You know, like literally, that's the best thing that comes out of my mouth. No way. Yes. Your royal highness. Your royal, that's pretty maybe, good. Maybe, yeah. Your royal yeah. highness. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. fucking know what the fuck to say, you know? Yeah. Um, I, so yeah, I, it was, yeah, I ended up basically doing like some crazy like probation deal oh, yeah. with some, some fucking dumb shit. They, they gave me, they got so fed up with me trying to file depositions that I was reading out of a textbook. They gave me a student lawyer. The student lawyer kicked ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was so much better mm-hmm. than any legit, you know, oh, like yeah. he, was, fresh, he was so excited you know? about yeah, it and yeah. eager and yeah. yeah, everybody I know got something worse than me. And I, cause we got all arrested together. It was under I-95. And uh, and I got off with like pretty much nothing. We just I just kept going. Mm. We just kept going to court until it was gone. Wow. Yeah, my little student lawyer kicked ass. Wow. But the last time I got arrested was in New Orleans, mm. and it's a whole different set of rules down there. You gotta hire the good old boy. Wow. You know, you he's gotta go golfing with the judge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, still just, today. Oh like, yeah, this wow. happened. Well, the last time that was still a few years ago. It was probably like. I think 2017. Does he show up in like a white suit and Dude, a bolo tie? I didn't even have to be there. They wow. did the whole deal. God <laughs> yeah. I was I already had jumped bond and yeah. was out of state. Like, forget about it. Yeah. I got caught over there painting um, uh, one of those oil tanker, the tankers, into mm-hmm. a hot dog. Oh, and, that's funny. Um, yeah. yeah cool. And my first meal in the holding cell. Was a hot dog. No, I was like God is with me. <laughs> yeah, right. That was in sobriety. I was like, this is chill. Like I'm uh, okay. Yeah. Gnarliest jail though in uh, gnarliest little holding cell jail thing in New Orleans. I heard though uh, Jefferson Parish. Because oh, anyone yeah. I tell people, I'm like, I was in Jefferson Parish. It's pretty weird in there. Like everybody has their couples. Like people are like, oh hi, you're home, honey. You know when you get in. And oh, uh, not me. I was on my own. I didn't know anybody. Mm. But, um, but it was, you know, you had to kind of like, I had to get one of the hoes to, to hit up some, she was on the phone with her daddy, the guy, and because uh, I had no 504 numbers in my phone, in my phone memory bank, you know, oh, okay. you could only call in state. And that was how I got out of there. I got the, the hooker to tell her pimp to go on Instagram and message someone for me because no I was way. like, I oh, need wow. bail, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No and they yeah. did it. They were cool. Everybody yeah. was cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I was very common. Being sober in in jail is a totally different trip. It was not the end of the world. I was like, you know, I was like, oh, I'll do a little meditation. You know, chill out. The food, I decided I could eat gluten since I was in jail because I was on a big health kick at the time. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to have bread. You're like, this That's al- right. This, this allergy Spoil grows myself. away real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
lovely. Yeah. I was like, bread and butter. They had bread with butter and sugar on it. I'm oh, like, hell amazing. yeah. That's yeah, the cool. hot That's dog. like a donut. Oh, dude. Re- yeah. Reno, Reno's the best. He won't go near fucking gluten. But when you eat with that fool, he's like, always a dessert. He's literally, he'll go through the whole list. Does this have gluten? Does this have gluten? <laughs> no matter where you're at, he has to get some crazy. You know, it's a fucking pound of ice cream and seven cherries on it or whatever. <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. Um, have you ever seen a ghost? Have I ever seen a ghost? I mean, I don't know what, if I have or not. Mm. I mean, I've definitely seen some weird shit. Is it a ghost? Is it an illusion? Is it me having a weird visual left over? I don't know. But... um who knows? I'm not sure. Possibly. Can, can you, you know, tell us about it? I mean, I can't even remember an exact mm-hmm. thing, except that every so often, like, right, you know, corner of my eye stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. there, you know, that kind of thing. Not like I've sat down and have a conversation at all, but I've definitely had the like, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. All right. Whatever. You know, like, whatever. It's there. I'm there. We're there. Do it. <laughs> right. I don't think it would bother me any more than these weirdos that wander around me. You know, yeah. like, I'm yeah. like, fucking dude like a ghost or a fleshy yeah. strange thing mm. i don't know i've been having a weird thing i haven't really shared this with anybody um so the last two people that have been close to me that have passed have come to visit me in dreams no like way. right after they passed yeah mike ayers is one and i shared that you know we're like where it was like he came and like it was like in the and it was so clear like you know he came and like we went we like went to some steakhouse and i like got him to like you know i dropped him off at this like weird like pioneer town fucking style like treatment center and i hugged him and i was like hey it's gonna be all right and he walked in i was he was like i love you i love you too you know and then i had another dream about dh you know like you just fucking passed too oh weird and um and he was there and uh like we were at like third and gardner and we're sitting there and like dh because the doors open like that front side door was closed which it never is and they swing open and dh comes in and everyone's like whoa like you know and he's like kind of like He's got like a, like, you know, he's got like an angelly glow to him and his hair is back, you know, and he's like fucking, he's walking and you can just see his like fucking braids just fucking like shaking, you know, and he's come in and like this month for his smile, like literally would light up yeah. any room, you know, oh, and yeah. you could see his smile, yeah, you know, and he came cool. up and he came up to Jeff Moore and he was like, yo, Jeff, he's like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, I just want him to let you know I love you and it's, and I'm okay and I'm, and where I'm at, I'm good now and I'm taken care of. Like, don't worry about me. Really? Yeah. And it was like, you know, and then like, and it's so crazy. Like, that's two people, you know? So I Did don't know. Did you say somebody died yesterday? Yeah. Who? This dude, I can't, I can't say his name on here, but okay. he was a dude. Yeah, he's a dude. He wasn't down here. He was up in Oregon, but oh. like his family, yeah. He came down here. He got sober. He, it's weird because he worked in like mental health. He was like a mental health professional dude and he fucking took his own life. Oh, know? wow. That's yeah, like my, my buddy Ken, I was telling you, like 25, no, 20. 22 years sober, the one who jumped off the bridge. Yeah. But the irony is he was a contractor and he's the one who put the safety fence up on the suicide bridge. No. Way. In, Pasadena. Oh, in, in Pasadena? Yeah, and he was oh, wow. super proud of it. He goes, man, this is going to save a lot of lives oh, and all wow. this. And then he went and jumped off a bridge up in, up off like Pear Blossom Highway or whatever. Oh, man. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, you know, I, I remember when I was a kid... Actually, I do have two ghost experiences, and they both happened when I was like a little kid, so I wasn't mm. loaded or anything. Yeah, um, I remember it was the 1984 Olympics during that time, and I'm sitting up on Pico Boulevard. Out of my mom's sunroof, we watched who is now Caitlyn Jenner. I won't dead name that person or whatever. <laughs> and um, run by with the torch, you know? And then we go back to our place in West L.A., wherever. Where we're living, and um, 
I'm laying down in the bed and I like there's a window in my room and then I look up. I like kind of look down, I look up and it's like a one of those like I don't know, I used to listen, I used to get high a lot like and listen to that coast to coast show. Yeah. I don't know if you're listening yeah. to that UFO ghost thing. But I found out what it was called like a shadow person. It's just it's kind of like a ghost apparition but like a human figure and I saw this shadow person and it stared at me flipped around and like ran right through my wall and in and then I could see it on the outside run into this bush and like kind of disappear really yeah Uh and then it happened like maybe like four years later we were all in like uh, the living room I think me and like a bunch of my brother's friends or friends of the family all these kids were all in the living room like getting ready to watch a movie and we're all on the couch and I look over in the corner of the living room and that like that same style of shadow person run like looks at me and then runs across the living room and like disappears into the wall. Did anybody Twice. else see it? I asked and nobody, yeah. they were like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Fuck. Yeah. But that was like the two times I've only had like some weird ghosts. Those shit are pretty happen. fucking good. Yeah. 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 Mm. It was just kind of weird. So ever since then I've been kind of like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, I mean, that's, something yeah what i mean but then you know you think about it and like we kind of carry around if we have like videos or voicemails of dead people we kind of carry around a ghost with us all the time yeah i didn't think about that you know what i mean because there is some sort of weird imprint of them and i think that their energy is carrying through that somehow you know Mm -hmm. what i mean we we have a shelf at the at the house where we have the meetings and it's a bunch of different kids ashes that have uh passed away and and i feel like they're around there i mean god i don't think i've actually seen them but i've definitely painted them all like a lot and i did a whole tour once with my friend billy's ashes where i went and painted portraits of him in all his favorite places across the country and i put his ashes in it and it felt like yeah like it was him like he's been with me i've definitely had like dead people be with me yeah. and and it happens the most like i i mean that's one of my favorite things to do is paint people after they pass mm-hmm. and i used to think it was going to be freaky but it's always super healing and especially when you paint people that like a lot of people know like when i painted david bowie right the day he passed i painted him on um right on venice boulevard on the old time warp building and everybody was coming up crying and like i was crying and and the same thing, like I painted, um, I think I painted the first Kobe and Gianna portrait after they passed. And it was like the whole neighborhood was out there just like feeling yeah. it. And I don't know, I think like you're right, the, the image of the people kind of embodies their spirit. And I feel it like when you paint someone right after they pass, there is a point in the portrait where you're like, oh, they're here. They're here right now. Like, and it's usually right when I put the little dot on the eyes. Like, in the eyes, whenever I paint, I use spray paint, but I always do a little dip on my finger, like tap the paint and then tap the eye with the white. And, uh, and all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, they just got here. And, uh, and it always happens wow. right after they're right after they pass. And it's a really cool experience. It even happened with my dog. I painted my dog after she passed and it was like the most healing thing. I was like, oh, this is like, I thought it was going to be freaky. Cause I was really torn up. I was probably more torn up when my dog passed than any person. And, uh, cause I was like my compadre through my whole like young adult life. And, uh, and, and when I painted her, it was like, oh. It's like a part of them is there, and it, it's kind of comforting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Well, they say like, what, what do they say? That, that we have two deaths, right? And it's like the first one is our physical death when we leave this like physical realm. And then we have a spiritual death is like when people stop talking about us and forget about us and start, you know? So yeah, like as yeah. long as like when you paint, you know, when you see that, like every time I fucking see the Max mural, you know, that little motherfucker's alive, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Do you have his ashes or no? I I forget if they gave us any of Max's. I Which one was Max? He was the one that had the muck tattoo on his neck. Oh, yeah, you did a portrait of him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the portrait's uh-huh. still up. Yeah. He's like one of the longest. You know his parents like, and, and his sister, they always hit me up, and yeah. they're like, we're going to come visit the portrait. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, shit, I better go fix the portrait. <laughs> 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 like, Do you run over and touch I it know, up? I yeah. touch it up a lot because yeah. it's Venice, man. And yeah. and because it's Max, it has like writing all around it. Mm-hmm. And, and because he was a tagger, so obviously, I mean, with the tattoos, it just kind of calls people to tag it. Yeah. And the spot where it's at yeah. is a big spot for people to go write their name so he gets sometimes he just gets super covered mm-hmm. and i just freshen him up did he od yeah yeah are they just dropping dead on the west side all the time too oh pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. i mean we the latest one we had was our was our little homie Lindsay, and she she took herself out she did it with the gun, yeah. Oh, fuck. And uh, that was just a few Girl. days ago. That was this week. And it, that was that hit the yard pretty hard because she was, like, really involved. So that wasn't an OD. Sober? I still consider it a victim of our disease. She was mm-hmm. kind of having a little situation with the, with the meds, yeah. you know? And uh, my last communication with her anyway was her trying to adjust her medication herself, and, and it got a little crazy. I, who knows? Because apparently she planned it for a long time. She had been she had devised a way to say goodbye to everybody by saying that she had bought a house in Arizona. And so she had been saying goodbye to all of us and closing out everything. She gave up her meeting. She was a secretary of a meeting. She started a meeting at the yard. The 1 p.m. on Sunday is Lindsay's meeting. At your house? Yeah. And so she was really involved with a lot of stuff. And she slowly was able to say goodbye and let go of things, quit her job and everything, because she was moving to Arizona. And she even, her last text to me is like, I didn't think about how much I'm going to miss my dog when I'm gone. And then it turned out there was no house in Arizona. She just took herself out and that was her plan. Wow. You know, so that was super like, whoa, you know, because with an OD, you can always kind of think, even though in a way you're playing with death when you do drugs, Mm -hmm. like you could kind of think like they didn't mean to do Mm -hmm. that. You know, they would have done that to us. They wouldn't have left. But, um. Yeah, man, there's so many. I have a lot of the kids, like I was talking about it, like the, the kids whose ashes and the people who've passed away that I know, they died, I think, of our disease, but not so direct mm-hmm. as not everybody had to OD. My friend Steph blew up a building because she was drunk, mad at her boyfriend, turned on all the gas. This was in, in NOLA, in New Orleans, and... Um, and she fucking lit a match and blew the shit up. On purpose? On purpose. Oh, wow. Yeah, she said ah. she was going to go do it, and she went and did it. Yeah. And um, she was so cool, that chick. I mean, she was just too fucking too crazy. But little train hopper chick, she was so cool. Did you know that couple that got murdered over there in Venice? Which what? Qu- Quentin's sister and her when boyfriend. When was that? When was that? A couple months. Uh, maybe it was, it was within the last year, but... Um, the I know you know I, I they weren't sober, but like I think that they had been in and out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They but, got killed in Venice. Yeah. What? How? How so? Shot. Oh, really? Yeah. Just a random or someone they knew. They busted somebody for it, but I I haven't really caught the whole story. It took months for them. 
the 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 boys Tyler Ash grew up with the 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 guy. But the guy's dad owns what was that fucking rooftop bar in Venice? You know what I'm talking about? I think so. The, whoever owns that, it's his oh, kid. Shit. That's brutal. I heard a I heard a um uh, Jim Priest said something yesterday that was so cool, and I'd never heard this before. There was like a lot of like you know I heard him. He's fucking, dude, he's so fucking great. You know, you know Jim. I don't know. She should yeah. have him go speak. He, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's he, like, dude, he he's outstanding. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Um, he spon- You know, he sponsors little fucking little Vic Victoria. You know. He, oh, yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, is she and still I, around? She just I, came back a few no, months ago. Geez. No way. She was back in LA. I yeah, see she was her. back in LA. You know, you know Max, the dude, your dude. You know, uh, I hit him up. I'm in this group text with all these newer dudes, and I was like, Hey, is anybody? I was like, I got a friend that's uh, I got to, I got a friend that's asking for um, for for some red man. She's at UCLA Medical Center getting medically cleared, you know, for detox and uh. And he was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. You know, okay, I'm, I'm actually going to pick up my wedding suit to fucking go over there. And I was like, oh, word, that's great. That works out fucking awesome. And um, I call her and I go, hey, I got this dude coming to fucking bring you the, I didn't even know what Red Man was. Apparently it's the a chewing tobacco. It's a chewing tobacco, yeah. yeah. I thought he like she wanted a Red Man CD, like Method Man and Red <laughs> Man. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, you know? And uh, she, so then she called, so I called her. I was like, hey, he's going to be there. Like, can he just leave it at the front desk? She's like, dog. You can't fucking have him leave it at the front desk. Like, I can't be having that shit in here, you know? So I'm like, wait, you're telling me? She's like, yeah, tell him this is the room I'm in and whatever. So, like, he ends up, like, sneaking in the fucking red man to her. No way. Like, at a hospital and leaving it with her. And they, like, hang out. And he was like, dude, thank you. I really needed to, like, show up and be of service. And that was so cool when he got to meet her. But I haven't seen her. Like, she called me once. She was in some treatment center and called me. And, yeah. Somebody but, uh, sent me a thing. She was on Soft White Underbelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really, oh, wow. it's a hard one to watch. Yeah. But house. she told me, oh, yeah. Wow. She told me that she's lost a bunch of weight. She got her meds dialed in. I didn't. I haven't seen her, you know, but like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll fucking hear from her soon enough. But uh, Jim was talking about, you know, and he was like, yeah, he's like, when I had a year sober, I was going to take my life. And I fucking shared about it. He was like, I took a year cake at some meeting and I was like, I'm going to go fucking kill myself after this. Like, yeah. you know, and uh, like, he's like, I shared that shit from the podium and I was stoked, you know. And somebody came up to me after and they were like, hey, that's fucking awesome. Thanks for sharing that right on. I feel that like that all the time. And he was like, wait, I'm not fucking terminally unique, you know. And uh, he goes, and the guy told me, you know, he's like, oh, people that take their own, li- people that take their own life are just scared to die. And I was like, whoa, you know, like I fucking, you know, he's like, yeah, you're just scared. You take your own life because you're scared of fucking death, you know, like because you're scared to see what the fuck life really has in store and what you're really, you know. And I was like, damn, that's such a fucking cool way to fucking put that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Freeze, he's fucking great. He's great. Um, Wait, you did you train? So you were all right. Did you were you a train hopper? Is that how were you? you No, I mean, I only fucked around on the trains to paint them. I didn't, but I always met all those kids because mm-hmm. we would go to the yards that were hop out yards because yeah. that was the spot. And you could ride them a little around the yard, but I'm like way not patient enough to be a. You know how much sitting is involved and loud. Yeah, you gotta wait. Waiting and yeah. I'm not that guy. I'd much rather jump in a truck or a car or something. You know, yeah. I and I like to pull over. And yeah. you know they just take them random places, right? No, well, there's, there's a, a there's change. you have you have a yeah. I did a little bit of it like when I was like kind of like you know it's funny is when I was homeless I didn't think I was homeless because I was like a traveler. Oh yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I'm like oh no, I'm not like I'm not pushing a shopping cart or you know I'm riding one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm riding a giant shopping cart. Yeah, you're right. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, 
So I had, and I was into punk, and that's like kind of like that whole thing kind of goes it was hand super, in hand, yeah. Yeah. And um, so I rode, I rode some freight trains with some friends, and you have like a crew change manual that tells you the time and destination of where these trains are, and there's like an atlas, like a rail atlas that will like kind of, kind of like a Thomas guide. Oh, almost. really? Yeah, it tells you like which line goes where, but it gets really kind of complicated. And a lot of the times you could jump on something and be going in the wrong direction. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I'm going to try and get to Chicago and you'll end up in South Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so like you just have to like know what's going on. But it, from the little experience I have doing it, because I know some people that like that. That's their life. And and you could tell because they look like the rails they've been riding on. They are tired like a motherfucker. Like a weird like railroad spike tattoo on their face. Really? Yeah, a lot of people out there. That was where I first started seeing like heavy face tattoos yeah was, they was, that's that like was max that's a, yeah right yeah I mean, yeah. Wasn't that, yeah yeah that was like uh-huh. the first time I, really yeah yeah and yeah. the squatters too. squatters yeah. squatters yeah, yeah, also yeah. heavy yeah. face well there was a there was a rumor i don't know if this is true but in new york you they could used get to disability say, for yes, life exactly if you if you, uh, if you got a face tat it was free money wow. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, fuck i guess all these kids are fucking <laughs> just hit the jackpot yeah, <laughs> yeah. they stopped that real fast oh yeah i remember i was in the welfare office with a buddy of mine uh this guy Mike D lives in. I think he lives, I don't know what happened to him. He, he we were in Portland, and then I think he moved back to Boston or something. And we're sitting in the and he had face tattoos, and we're sitting in the in the welfare office, and I'm in one booth here, and then he's like in the next booth right because we went in the same time. It was kind of empty, so we went in, and I, she's asking my person is asking me my deal. You know, she's like, oh yeah, here's your food stamps, blah blah blah. And then I could hear Mike D's interview too. And she's like, what's that shit all over your face? And he's like an Italian dude from Boston, punk rocker guy. And then he he straight up looks at her and goes, I'm an Eskimo. And then she's like, max money. You know, she he got no. the max where I didn't get the max. Nuh-uh. You know, and I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Just lied and said he was like some indigenous person. Wow. That's why he has those tattoos all over his face. And he wow. gets all this money, you know. Dude, that's crazy. great. That's great. Yeah, I mean, we got some friends that are big train people. You know, we got some like Paralu, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, Steve yeah. Paralu, like yeah. that motherfucker during COVID started riding trains again. Yeah, you know? yeah. he's so oh, funny. Really? Yeah. He's yeah. always yeah. posting it too. All yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah he's uh-huh. a, he's kind of like about it now. Yeah. I think right. And he yeah. ain't like you know he ain't like merching those fools like they're you know like I love him you know but like they're just kind of like riding to wherever like he's on some scenic fucking route yeah. like yeah because he's he, yeah he's yeah. a really good photographer yeah. it's like so. a travel channel yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah 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 he's just tell that shit you do too. see like a weird part of the u.s you would never see because those are like kind of dedicated lines to like different like it doesn't go along the highway you know no. so right. you're going like through a mountain you know yeah. it's kind of cool mm-hmm. you know you get to sounds see great weird parts. how long would you be on it danny um, I was on a couple train. Uh, I've been on one for like I don't know, like like twelve hours or something like that. Where do like, you go to the bathroom? Just off the side? Uh, anywhere. Yeah, I mean, off the side. Sometimes you know, like you, I like I had like a bottle. You know, yeah. pissing a bottle. I mean, I wasn't really eating much, so I wasn't doing the other thing. But um, you know, I mean, I know some people that have, and I mean that's kind of gnarly, but. Shit off the side? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you get into a car. You can get into, a, like, a car. But, you know, the most of the time I did it, I was in, like, a, a – it's, like, called a grainer, you know, or something like that, where you're kind of riding in this little, like, 
I don't know if it's called the Grainer Car. I don't know what it's called, like gondola or something, where you're like riding in this little space. It's only like really big enough for your body and like your pack. Oh, and really? it's like on the edge of like one of the little train cars there. So you're kind of just like Me. hunched over. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. If you don't get like a, a like a, a car, you know, like a freight wow. car or something like that, but. Um, this this is a long cool. time I kind of want to do it. I kind of, you know, I probably won't. <laughs> this one of you, if I ain't done it yet. If you're into being like really uncomfortable all the time, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, like I'm, I got an old back. You know what I mean? Like sitting like that for hours. You know, it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of brutal. I mean, I don't know. I just, what are they doing? Like playing cards and shit? Yeah, I mean, I, or drinking. Yeah, drink, uh, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I. Did, but I, that's probably. I mean, I would imagine that's like. That's such a like people do it, but it's also like people. A lot of people die that way too. Really? You know? they, yeah, they get drunk yeah, on there and then they the they like yeah. fall out or you know. I they mean, if they ride suicide. When yeah, they yeah, yeah. They fall right in. Yeah, because sometimes people ride with like you know the connections right here, and they yeah. ride kind of in that in between space. They know? do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people well, you do. You can't it. get in a oh, lot. Right. I mean, it's not yeah. often that they're open. Yeah. Fuck, that's rowdy. Yeah, I mean. Sometimes people are on there for a while. I mean, I don't know. There's got to be a documentary on them. Dude. Oh, there is. Oh, yeah. Free, so many. free ride. Yeah. There's like a big one, and I think MTV did like a. I'm big sure because it was super hipster for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. definitely. It was definitely fringe society. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, you. There's not a lot. Like I don't know. I never met like in anyone like. There are some really cool people I met, but that, they were kind of few and far between. Some of the other like train rider people I met like were not well adjusted people. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like they come from like gnarly homes and shit like that. I be, yeah. I painted this guy who was known as King of the Hobos because they apparently had a vote. But um, I used to paint these uh, one hour portraits of uh, when I was around like Sea Squat area. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of train hoppers would come through there and then a lot of squatters. And I painted portraits of everybody like an hour sitting and I would let them like talk about their story. I, I had put together like a little blurb about each person. And really? Yeah, it was fun. I had a show in, um, in Connecticut. It was years ago. It was called like Hobos and Harlots. But I just I have all the portraits still because who wants these people, you know, but but it was just a fun thing to do. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I, I think it was like in really early sobriety and I wanted to hang out, but I couldn't fuck around anymore, you know, so I was down in the Lower East Side, like just hanging out at the squats, like just painting people's portraits and in the park and Tompkins, you know, that was like where everyone would hang out and uh, and I couldn't drink anymore. And that was my stomping ground. So I used the tool of just sitting there being like, here, I'm gonna paint you. Tell me your story. But uh, it was and a cool. bunch of them were trained dudes. A lot of trained people, and then a lot of just home bums, and then people who were holding down squats and stuff. Yeah, just interesting. Is there squats anymore? They got them. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, they. I mean, there has to be, right? Yeah, but there's. Yeah, I mean, you see the little sign on stuff still. They do that little N with. Yeah, the, yeah, the squatters' yeah. rights. I saw logo. that. Um, really? Yeah. Recently in Venice, there's. I'm sure they're always cracking a squat it's oh. whatever's not used and there's so many unused buildings but you know i noticed those squatters like are less punk now like they used to be like primarily punk rocker kids yeah or squatters but now like a lot of squatters i see like sparing chains they look 
I mean, they're just kind of like juggalos or something, you know? Yeah. Well, I've I think noticed. the music scene yeah, yeah, has music become is very so different. fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Woo yeah. yeah. <laughs> woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. SoundCloud rappers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's all different, you know, yeah. now. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you age. I you, mean, people do start looking like crusties, though. If oh, they're absolutely. They're out there long yeah. enough. Yeah. They just oh, yeah. got every different style yeah. looking dirty. Well, I remember, you yeah. know, like on Hollywood Boulevard, there used to be like the uh, Hollywood drunk punks, HDP, and then like. Over the years, they kind of like you would see the like from punk squatter guy who looked kind of cool to just like morphing into home bum. Like if yeah. they didn't get their shit together, like they get a job, they just yeah, yeah, they lose their vest and then pretty soon they're wearing like a, <laughs> like a three XL Fubu jersey and you're like <laughs> pushing a shopping cart. You're like, oh well, I guess this is this dude's deal now. T-shirt you know? that's all who let the dogs out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, big dog or whatever. <laughs> Do you remember the dude? What was his name? Uh, Flop, Floppy. Remember? Floppy. He was on Melrose, and his whole thing is he would stick himself into a fucking box. Oh, dude, I was just telling a story about this guy who uh, the other day. I didn't know that was his name. Yeah. But I, he would climb up like straight up, climb up like uh, uh, a light post like the cobra lamp light post yeah. like super high and like swing mm-hmm. off of the the light post and then come down and then he would be like he would get into one of those newspaper yeah. boxes that was his thing yeah like those little tiny newspaper boxes Whoa. he can get in that thing and then close it and then uh-huh. he'd be like i need a quarter you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. he was on i remember he, his claim to fame was he was like i made it to jaywalking you know oh, yeah, yeah he was on jay leno when they would like jay you know and he had a fat dude that would always hang out with him too the bigger a thick homie yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the good old days yeah, you see kind of less and less of those yeah. like creative kind mm-hmm. of like I think as like LA just gets like more sold to the developers, you see less like kind of like creative kind of people being able to flourish like that. Yeah. You know well, that's what I, mean? what I noticed about Venice. Like the the boardwalk used to be full of like kooky, like really crazy homeless, whatever, yeah. like doing cool shit with yeah. like little sticks and yeah, outfits yeah. and yeah, things yeah. and and it's kind of that's not really as yeah. pre- prevalent anymore. Do they still have the guy in the speedo with the weird like silver I ball? Seen him. I haven't that guy? seen him in a long time. He was time. cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I recently learned is that Lewis Offer was an OG Venice guy. Uh, oh, Did he, he would just hang out on, on the, the boardwalk. boardwalk. Yeah, yeah, with his like gecko. Like he had like a gecko <laughs> on his shoulder. You know? Yeah, see? That <laughs> yeah. was a shtick. Like riding his longboard or whatever around. Yeah, I would see him. One time I was taking the bus and the bearded lady that when they had the freak show, the bearded oh, yeah. lady was riding the bus back with me from Venice and uh and she and I was like and I smell like weed. She's like, Hey, you got some fucking you got some ganj? And I was like, Yeah, I got some ganj. She's like, You wanna smoke a joint and then make out? And I was like, I mean, kind of. I didn't do it, you know, but fuck, but I was like, fuck, like it would have been yeah. a really cool story if I made yeah. out with the bearded lady. Still mad yeah. I didn't do it. Fuck. You know, I never made it to that. Fr- I remember when they had that freak show. I never ended up yeah, going to it. Not. It was yeah. so cool. What else did they have there besides the bearded lady? I don't remember that. They probably had someone with like some a bunch of tattoos. Like a Siamese, yeah, 200 yeah. animal, yeah, some like weird stuff. Glued sign, on, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the fucking, the sword fucking oh, swallower. Oh, yeah, that guy's yeah. doing good. Yeah. I know that guy. Oh, hell yeah. Brett, yeah, yeah. he's in Vegas. The homeless people are yeah. all off the boardwalk, right? The camps? Um, I think they come and fluctuates oh. like they get they got rid of that massive tent city that was there through covid that was a lot 
they got those out. It's funny because my friend arrived from New York during the time when they were giving out hotels. <laughs> he got into town to like see a, a girl and the girl wasn't into him. So someone on the boardwalk was like, here, hold this tent. You'll get a free hotel room. And he, they gave out hotel rooms to everyone. He got a hotel room. Really? One hour of holding a tent. How yeah. long did he get a hotel room for? Three months. No way. Dude, oh, that's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Oh, the Pico. project project room key. Yeah. 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 He did yeah. say it was kind of really bad. I mean, it should be called Project yeah. Crack House. Yeah. It was. It was Project That's all house. it is. Yeah. It was just turning it into a dope den. It was den. pretty yeah. bad. That sounds like a fun fucking <laughs> hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, you man. just made Disneyland for all of <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, cool. I think we're good. Um, do you have any? You got any stuff you want to plug? Anything? You, anybody you want to shout oh, out? Yeah, anything? Yeah. You know, um, Muck Recovery. We're having a big Thanksgiving thing open for everyone. We're doing recovery meetings all day. That's on Thanksgiving at twelve twenty one Sixth Avenue. MuckRecovery.com if you wanna check us out and uh help us out that would be cool and um, we have meetings there every day also so uh yeah come through thanks thank you so much for coming on thanks for listening to us all bad thanks danny thank, thanks thanks, thanks for having me thank yeah. you guys